The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast at CYXX, launching September 6th. The following advertisement has been paid for by the big guy Ryback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, big guy. Hey, Mark. What brings you here? So I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition. Available at FeedMeMore.com. Big guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your ISO-hungry grass-fed whey protein isolate, the best-tasting protein on the market, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, the strongest pre-workout on the market, and the big guy, all-natural testosterone booster, my personal fave. Big guy, you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition. It is some top-quality stuff. Well, thank you, Mark. It is Feed Me More Nutrition Premium quality, the highest quality supplements on the market today. Available now at FeedMeMore.com. But wait, there's more. Just for being a listener of Conversation with the Big Guy, you can now save 10%. That's right. Save 10% at FeedMeMore.com on all FeedMeMore merchandise and apparel and FeedMeMore Nutrition with discount code PODCAST10. podcast one zero. Podcast 10. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, and right now, I'd like to introduce... Whoa, 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 whoa. A guy who lost his smile. A guy who took his brand and walked away from millions of dollars. He hails from Sin City. He... Ah, damn it! That's enough for you two! Shut up! Yo! I think he's, uh, I think he said we're fired. Shut up! Pat, slap my ass! It's time for a conversation with the big guy, pal! <laughs> Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. Special edition of this podcast. My name is Pat Buck, and uh, another jam-packed action adventure here on the Conversation with the Big Guy podcast. Special? Uh, I think it's special. You just got out of fucking surgery. It's pretty amazing. Oh, I thought this was like a monumental... Yeah, 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 yeah. I am intoxicated on on anesthesia, uh, narcotic... Uh, pain pills and alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> stay tuned. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I didn't know if you're going to be able to record today, but you're uh, fresh off the operating table. But before we continue any further, I'm s- still fucking on the table. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wearing the gown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, can I get another cocktail, nurse? <laughs> before we go any further, I think you might have some things you want to say. Absolutely. Even though I'm on the hospital bed right now, I like to stick to the format. Guys, 
Feed Me More Nutrition is available on feedmemore.com, I'llPumpYouUp.com, and on Amazon. We're going to talk more about this whole Amazon debacle. We are, we are days away from Feed Me More Nutrition being back on Amazon, possibly within the next one to two days from the time of this recording. So hopefully, again, I'm saying it again, by the time Monday's show comes out, I am praying to God, the real big guy above that we have this all worked out. It has been a headache and a half, um, but but we are finally, we have gotten the official documents. There were name mess-ups and address mess-ups, and oh, it's been, but we're finally, we're finally about there. And guys, if you live in Las Vegas or you're here visiting Sin City from overseas, check out Spartan Nutrition in North Las Vegas. They carry the full Feed Me More Nutrition line. All fan mail Please send to P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. I love hearing from you guys. I always sign everything and get it back. Unless you're an asshole and don't put a self-stamped uh, envelope with your mm-hmm. address in it, then I kind of don't really get back to those ones. But it, and it, that doesn't happen very often, but I always have to say it. Please just make it easier for me, guys. There is a bit of fan mail in there every week, so it just it helps make it a little easier for me to get back to everybody. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy, Ryback, is now available on Amazon in paperback, Kindle, and Audible form. Amazon reviews are greatly appreciated, guys. Thank you for checking that out. The new Ryback Feeding Time 2.0 theme song is available now on iTunes, FeedMeMore.com for everything the big guy Ryback. In conversation with the big guy, guys, please continue to review and share with your friends. The numbers keep growing uh, growing every week, and, and I couldn't be prouder of, of doing the show with Pat Buck. So thank you, guys. And I know I have an appearance coming up uh, this week, actually, but I didn't, uh, due to everything going on today, I did not get my appearance out. But I believe that's May 13th. Yes. Is it Kingsport. Tennessee? Tennessee for uh what is it? Smoky I don't know if it's NWA Smoky NWA Mountain. Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Tony is that- Givens is the promoter. Go check yeah. it out. It's on my Facebook page and uh, on feedmemore.com under my calendar guys. We have all the upcoming shows coming up on the calendar and uh and that does it for me this week. Okay, May 20th. WrestlePro returns the Rawway Rec Center Cody Rhodes versus Joey Janela. Bobby Fish, Moose, Cole Cabana, so much more. June 3rd, creativeprowrestling.com. Be out in St. James, New York. Oh, excuse me. I'll be out May 19th for House of Hardcore at St. James for uh, for Tommy Dreamer's promotion. Uh, June 10th, WrestlePro in Keyport, New Jersey. Special guest, old fake news Bennett, Wade Barrett. Uh, Tugboat will be there as the Shockmaster because I picked that today. Kevin Thorne, Brian Cage, uh, Bob Holly, and so much more. Ooh. And July 13th, we're far away, but I want to promote early, uh, Ryback versus John Silver. Cody Rhodes will be in the house. <laughs> Hornswoggle, a whole bunch of other stuff going on, WrestleProOnline.com. And if you don't go to these shows, um, I'm going to need a new job. And do you know of any places that are hiring? I, I don't off the top of my head. I actually did just post a photo on Instagram today. Of the old throwback Thursday, the old hashtag TBT of me and Smokey Bones uh, mopping that Jimbo Slice sent to me uh, a few days ago, threatening me that he's going to put the skit with me and Lupe and ODB on YouTube. And, like, and I faved him. I didn't get back to him. So there's a good, he always is threatening me. He's been doing this for years. 
and it's it's not bad. It's just us at Smoky Bones. But he sent me a photo of me mopping, so I posted that to kind of show him that I'll put it out myself, asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, me with a full head of hair, a hell of a set of forearms, probably half drunk and mopping under the table. Face is all bloated. Fucking work, working like a normal man. But uh, if you know of any places that are hiring, and if are you hiring, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find the quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. What is that? It's with ZipRecruiter. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Do they hire fucking marks? Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your offices. Office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find their Twitter profiles. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized business. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash conversation. That's right. ZipRecruiter slash conversation. One more time. Try for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash conversation. And uh, we're supposed to read that verbatim or else I guess we're fired. So uh, we're trying to well, keep our did, job with ZipRecruiter. You did an awesome job of that. I'm allowed to chime in, I feel like. They never said anything about me making comments. They did not. So uh, ZipRecruiter. You kept it, you kept it together. Those are legitimate questions I had, though, so I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't mean to throw you off on your reads. I apologize. We've been getting better feedback on the reads than I think anything else. So, although I actually, feel like reads, you just can't do reads just to do reads. I, you had you just, I it, we're learning as we go. It, it's well, every, you know, every other place they do the reads pretty straight up. Some have fun with it, but we're we just, I think I don't know. Dollar Shave Club has signed up again, which is great, but. uh that doctor, the, the, I was gonna, I got to give my, you know, and, and I told everyone I'd give it a fair shot and do it for a week. Okay. Um, and they, they are good razors. I like them. I, and I told you before we got going with this, I don't lo- like it though as much as I like the Gillette Fusion Pro Glide. Okay. And, 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 but if, if money was an issue for me where I was looking to save money and, and I know I needed a good shave still, that would be perfect for me. Mm-hmm. But, it, Money's not an issue, and I, I enjoy. I don't like having to shave my head every day. Um, and, and I noticed that the Dollar Shave Club razor is really good for body hair, um, which I'd give it two thumbs up on. But for my head, I don't know if it's I, people out there. I grow a hell of a head of hair still. Okay. I got to shave this, and it's thick. So I, I have to. I don't know if it's just if that's what it is or or whatnot. But um, I do like Dollar Shave. I'm glad they're they're staying on. And I'm going to continue to use it on my body, on my ass, my legs, and uh, the Dr. Carver shave butter speaks for itself, you know, with the old J.O., so. All right, we just lost another sponsor. No, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> the, uh, we got a lot of feedback from the Dr. Carver shave butter with guys. I got a lot of guys like to listen to us while working out in the gym, which is, could be a, a recipe for disaster if you, uh, you're, you're lifting some serious weight and I, you know, say the wrong thing. Yeah, last show got a little wild, and I got to apologize for people. Look, I listen to this podcast. I follow the tips of the week, just like a lot of you guys listening. I started my fiber today that came in the mail, uh, the, oh, the one good. the one you mentioned. But I, I'm still the old on, colon cleanse. 
colon cleanse, like an orange flavored, sweetened with uh, stevia. Yep, stevia. stevia. So I took took that twice today, and uh, but I'm in full blown keto, so I didn't realize, you know, drinking. You start the podcast last week if you want to tune into it, and by the end of it, I'm slurring. I I. I I don't. I blacked out after I mentioned Fala Ba in the draft. I don't remember anything. I, I was fucking gone. So that I was, asked you if you wanted to wait till tomorrow to finish recording because I, I I recognized that from an episode early on, uh, the uh, which is one of my favorites to this day still. Of um, we we do need to have a, an episode eventually. We just go shot for shot. And it's just <laughs> it's just. I'll go fill the pain pill prescription. We'll just go all out with it. <laughs> headline after headline for all the wrong reasons. Just banned everywhere. So that was, I apologize, guys. I don't apologize, but that's the thing. Towards the end of the draft, you heard me slurring my words, but uh, that's what we do here. And that's what happens when you don't eat carbs and you drink for two and a half hours. It makes it kick in quicker. Holy shit, man. I was donezo, but uh, that was a good time. Really fun. Uh, what was the feedback I don't know if we had a clear-cut winner over uh, the big guy wrestling federation roster versus uh, Team Buck or the Buck promotion. I don't. I don't know. What do you, uh, what do you mean? We didn't know if we had a clear-cut winner. I think. I think the fans spoke at you know in 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 volumes. Came out. Came out in in the masses to uh, you know say who they thought had the best better promotion. And last time I checked, it was seventy thirty Team Ryback. Oh. See, I didn't see those ones. Votes. Not everyone that follows <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, how many? Okay, let's compare Twitter followers. How many? What's your number on Twitter? How many people do you have following you? One one point five million. But I I don't. I think a lot of people have muted me out due to my Feed Me More Nutrition advertisements on Twitter. Okay. Well, I'm I'm close to that. See, I'm at eleven. Thirty. 000. I think I'm at <laughs> I think I'm at thirty four right now. It's always the same thirty four people <laughs> responding to me at this point. We're equal. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I'm kidding, but it's uh, I got to got to got to put it out there. You know what I mean? Sell or be sold. I, I believe in what I'm selling. So, yeah, you know, so. I forgot. I wanted to do a shout out to Nate at Takedown Piracy too, real quick. Okay. Um, and you guys can contact Nate at Nate at TakedownPiracy.com. He uh, works with us on getting all of the uh, Ryback shoots on this, Pat Buck shoots on this, and all the uh, the negative assholes that that put videos up on YouTube. Uh, infringing on the show and he can maybe help you guys out if you have a show or a podcast and Nate at takedownpiracy.com just this week he uh, got rid of the asshole guy uh, called cryback on YouTube who really yeah and he just puts clips of the show of so like like this would be part of Ryback bitching about cryback like that's what holy shit yeah where he's his life revolves around just putting clips of me up where he thinks it's being cryback so we got him taken care of. Good riddance, you little bitch. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I totally forgot about this. Thank you for reminding me. I was going to say first the feedback from last week's episode. I don't know if there's a clear-cut winner. You can listen back to, your, uh, to, the, to the rosters we drafted. I made some mistakes. You picked all guys that are very muscular. But uh, <laughs> the one thing across the board I got a lot of feedback on, everyone unanimously was big fans of the uh, blondes with big tits as referees. Across the board. Across the board. I don't I don't I don't think I didn't receive one bad bad social media post from that. In fact, I think it's I, I think we should start this possibly at WrestlePro occasionally. Yeah. Why not? I mean, we need uh They're I, I just think as it, capable as of as men, Buck. 
Yeah, so but it's going to be just, it'll be distracting with guys, but at least for the women's matches. Who cares? <laughs> All right. I don't right. give a Wait, distracting while everybody's no-selling everybody's fucking moves? <laughs> oh, well, these guys are throwing 30 Germans in a row. I'm just going to stare at this big blonde's tits in the ring. That's what I would be doing. Let, let these two fucking guys trade fucking 50 elbows in the middle of the ring. God, God these guys throw shitty elbows. Fuck, look at those tits. <laughs> Points. Points well taken. Uh, but Nate would take down piracy. So I got an email. Uh, and I told you about this, this week from the last, excuse me, last week's episode, I kind of said, mentioned the guy that uh, when we say, you go to YouTube, I'm stuttering, Pat Buck shoots on this, Ryback shoots yeah. on this, and it hurt my feelings because it's all about people, the ones that really annoyed me was Pat Buck shoots on Beth Phoenix, Pat Buck shoots on Arn Anderson, and it's like, what the fuck? It comes off when you read it, you instantly think it's a negative comment. When they, because that is what the term "shoot" is somehow turned it into. Yes, even like so. Yeah, so just to <clears> kind of clear that up for people. And they want to hear the dirt, so they click on it. And most people, if you see thirty things with Ryback shoots on or Pat Buck shoots on, you assume, wow, they complain <laughs> about a lot of shit. And yeah. it's not. We're telling stories now. I have shot on a couple people. We will hear, but. Most of the time, not really. So no, and, and most of this is, and I'm, and just to not to cut you off no, on this, ahead. but it, it's, I, I think both of us can decide. We are for the wrestlers. I am for the wrestlers. Yes. like I, I am a wrestler. Like, and, and I had said some comments early on about John Cena from, and I always put him over as a wrestler, and nothing. I always enjoyed working him, but that was a personal thing that had happened with us, and and other stuff, and. That like, and I made comments about other things, and they, uh, I love, I'm for the wrestlers. Like I, that is, and it's not, we're not here to bad mouth wrestlers. And no, like, but people like for me, and I just the one Kevin Owens when we talked about KO, and his weight, and I went back and watched, I listened to it, like it was all positive. Yeah, it wasn't. It was all, and there was nothing in that to, meant to be derogatory to to him or anything of that nature, and everybody. That was one YouTube thing I clicked on, and you should see, and we talked about this briefly, the comments you would have thought that I did nothing but bury the guy. Mm -hmm. for, but people, nobody actually listened to it. They just, of course. they see that, and then they go and respond, and like, it just sucks. It's like, get a fucking life, guys, or actually listen to the to the stuff if you're going to form an opinion on it, you know? Sorry, but back to what no. you were saying. So I got the email from the actual person. Apparently, he heard about that. Well, obviously, he heard because he takes everything from the podcast. And I forget the guy's name. I don't even know if he really put it in there. But he's he actually thought, or he says he thought, I don't know what the truth is, that he was helping our podcast by putting the exposure out there. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're actually stealing material. You're not crediting anything. And you're misleading yeah. people with what we just said with the whole shoots on thing. Absolutely. So I state my piece and I said, look, I'm not, I'm not happy with this. You're not happy with this. Like, it's not cool. And I think part of the reason was because Nate was going after that stuff. Yeah. Now, he said, what if I did this? And he changed the headline to where it said Pat Buck on Arn Anderson and had a link to the show, link to the episode and credits conversation with the big guy. I'm like, that's a different fucking thing. And I'm OK yeah. with that. But like. Just you present it something. in an honest way, yeah, rather than trying to already form an opinion with somebody before they even click on it. So that felt like a, a small, you know, check in the win column because he he does have from doing all these things, which which I do find, you know, it's crazy because there's shoot interviews which a lot of them thrive on 
they do thrive on negativity. They thrive on the yeah. dirt. Well, that's why the word shoot has been, because there's been so many. Yeah. I, you know. And there's people stealing from the people paying for the shoot interviews, which is pretty crazy. They're all over YouTube. I watch them. I listen to them. Um, I don't listen for the dirt. I like a lot of the opinions of some people or to hear their stories. But yeah. like, it's crazy how blown away like people just want such dirt and wrestling. I guess that's everywhere, but it was an interesting yeah. email that I got, and I think it was a win. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, so thanks again to Nate. Today, it's funny. I was uh, you uh, it, it, we say it's everywhere, but like wrestling fans could be truly unique in different ways. Like today, on my way to get up, me and uh, Priscilla at five a.m. to to get ready to go to the surgery center across town, and we're driving. Down, we had to be on this road for like, it was like nine or 10 miles to get down to the main freeway. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're driving. I'm driving because she was still tired. And uh, <laughs> a black gentleman, I noticed, is like driving beside me for a long period of time. And there's like not a lot of cars like where I was like, what the fuck? You know, yeah, someone's yeah. like window to, and I look over and there's just guy bug eyed out just staring at me. Fucking like looking at his phone and looking at me, looking, swerving in the road. And I go, Priscilla goes, Jesus Christ. And I go, fuck, I know instantly what's going on. So I speed up, the guy speeds up, I slow down, the guy slows down. Looking, not paying attention to driving, swerving over the road. This went on for a good seven minutes. It like, and she just goes, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I go, I don't know. And then, so we finally, we get, we get through a light, he got caught, we fucking, we ditch him. Uh, In the hospital today, the surgery center, uh, I'm talking to like the nurse and they were asking me questions and like wrestling came up with like the injuries and everything. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was another black gentleman in the curtain right next to me who was visiting whoever was having surgery. Um, they all came in, the, the anesthesiologist came in and like, and went over everything, which I told you, I made a comment to him. I go about the drug cocktail. That's my favorite part of surgery, <laughs> which is it like, it's the only time I feel totally relaxed and like, just like, cause I don't do drugs or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And they, it's, I've had so many surgeries over the cor- course of my life that like, it's such a blissful, peaceful moment before you go under. And like, and then next thing you know, you wake up and like, you know, just pain and fuck me. And it, it's horrible. But those moments before are so beautiful. And usually the anesthesiologists all pop when I, oh man, can you guys give me a good cocktail? This is my favorite part of this whole process. And the guy today didn't pop, and he like gave me a concerned look, and I like it got really awkward and quiet, and no more jokes were made after that. And like he finished the paperwork and he left. He shut the curtain, and I'm just sitting there in my fucking gown with the little the little hat, the little booty socks, and like mm. my little leg things for the blood flow in my gown, and and like couldn't feel any less manly or anything. Just like and like the curtain opens and a big black man just walks in. He goes, "My man," and I I, I look and I, I like. I kid, I kid you not. My man was the opening line. Undefeated, like, they, no undefeated. But I know he was fucking thinking it. And the guy just. I, I first I think he works there, but he's a very large man. And I'm sitting there staring at him, and he goes, "How does that guy not know who you are?" So he was mad that the anesthesiologist didn't know who I was. I maybe he was mad that he didn't like my drug cocktail comment. Uh-huh. I don't know. And I just look at him, and he's staring at me, and it's just like. Really, really awkward, really, really awkward, really, really awkward. And I go, cool, man. And like, he goes, you have a good day. And he like, he shuts the curtain and he walks out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I just, so then they came in and got me shortly thereafter. But yeah, man, wrestling fans have no shame. They'll fucking open a curtain on you in the fucking <laughs> gown and fucking, you know, my man. 
undefucking-feated. Other than uh, surgery, how, uh, how was your week? Did you, were you off last weekend? No, I was in Halifax, Nova Scotia. We, we didn't talk about this? I thought we did. N- no. Man, was, I'm, I'm all confused. Go ahead. I think because we recorded Wednesday last week, so it's been, we're like eight days from our last recording or whatever, a, a full week. Okay. <laughs> um, and you had a busy week because you had Starland Ballroom going on. We had old Stu Bennett over in England. That's right. <clears throat> At one and point, I was over in Halifax. To cut you off, I sat in my ring truck, and I'll talk about Starland maybe in a minute because a lot happened there. Uh, I felt very accomplished at one point. I'm like, okay, I'm running my show at Starland Ballroom. I'm literally putting everything together, organizing it, dealing with shit I shouldn't have to deal with too. And that's then, a job uh, on its own. Yeah, that's a you know full blown in a real venue in a re- they, the the. The concert hall, the promoters there, the owner, whatever it is, the business of Starland Ballroom expects a great show from me. I have to run a show. I have to be in charge of everything. I have to wrestle on the show. And uh, I got you in Canada. And I got uh, Stu in England on like a long tour. And I'm like, ah, oh, I feel pretty accomplished today. So I remember you sent me that message. And uh, I was, it, it is, it's, that's a good, every, life is good, man. Like everything is, I would say it's been a year since I left WWE now. Exactly. It's, I, I got, I, it's. I got the photo on Facebook uh, in my, because I remember I was wearing a tan suit. And uh, I remember on the drive to the building that day, I was just really at peace. And like I was taking photos of myself in the car, smiling in my suit. And then uh, I remember I was taking photos at the arena before I even knew I was going to make that decision. Because uh-huh. I'd been thinking about it for so long. And then the moment I just realized, like, this is my time to go now. And, uh, but it came up the photo with me in the suit in the car. It says one year ago today on Facebook. I go, fuck, man. Wow. It's been a year. And like, it's, it's a good feeling because it's like I've got a lot done in this last year. A lot of things for me in my personal life and, and business wise set up that is going to help me for the rest of my life. That's the day and you went home, but not the day your, your contract didn't roll up. No, no, co- contract rolled up in August, August okay. 8th, I believe. And, uh, but I remember I, I was like, I was, and then today I was thinking about that and I was like, man, you know, one year and now getting the shoulder fixed and, and this, which we got to talk about what this was. And it's only a six, I got about six weeks left and I'm going to be totally hundred percent healthy mm-hmm. and back and hundred percent for the first time in years. His shoulder's been bad for a long time. And, uh, I was just like, now I can, now it's now that I'm going to be healthy again. And I got this other stuff rolling. I'm like, all right, now it's time to re really refocus on wrestling and, uh, and, and make a big decision eventually on some stuff, but, um, and, and as well as devoted, be devoted to the supplement company. But, um, yeah, it just popped me that it was a year ago and, um, the shoulder stuff, I don't know, do I really, the shoulder stuff was just bone spurs. It wasn't a separated AC joint. Thank God I had to go get another opinion and they did x-rays and, uh, but the, I, I have, I had several large bone spurs and one of them on the top of my, my shoulder joint was grinding into the joint, causing my joint to shift in and out, mm-hmm. which is like whenever I would lift and I felt like my shoulder was just moving all over the place. And this bone spur was just wreaking havoc. And so they had to go in there, remove those, uh, and clean out the art. I had really bad arthritis, clean out the arthritis, all that j- jazz, break up all the scar tissue. And then I go in Tuesday here, um, to do my stem cell treatment. Uh, the final one with the bone marrow for yeah. the rest of the muscle tears and into that, get that into the joint in there for the cartilage and everything. And I'm literally just every week they said, you just get better and better and better. Wow. So I'm, I'm hoping to be working out within a few weeks again. And since it's going on a few weeks, I'm going crazy from not lifting and shit, but 
I've stayed in the 270s. So I'm, I'm happy about that for, for not lifting and whatnot. But it's, it's a good feeling to, I, I think this is going to be my best years. I, I know so ahead of me. To yeah. be 35 and to be in pro wrestling since I was 22, I had a year and a half off in that whole thing and, and then a year and a half of the leg injury. Um, but to like be 35 and to be probably in the best condition and health-wise I've been in in the last, you know, since I started. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm excited. I should have taken care of the shoulder a long time ago. But I truly believe that a wrestler's peak, you know, is kind of in their mid-30s, mid-30 range. I really do believe that. I think 35 I think it, is actually I, the number. Yeah, I think, it, I think it all depends. I think it's always on the individual, too, on sure. how you take care of yourself and whatnot. And I think with advancements now, I think we're going to see more and more guys in their 40s even be in, I think, I think that if you take care of yourself, you can go. I think you can go into your fifties and, and still be highly competitive. Yeah. Um, if you if you truly truly take care of yourself, and and, and I'm what I should have done is I should have got this. I and I was talking to actually uh, Rusev a little bit about this, like because he's going through kind of a shoulder thing and collarbone thing, and I was I should have got this done last year when I was under contract. Okay. And I got my nose and ear fixed, but I was kind of in denial. I, it, I my shoulder was moving around back then, and it was bad. But it hadn't really affected me like weight room wise yet and physique wise. And it, and it was pain. I've been in a lot of pain and like for years. And like, and I just, you just, you learn to deal with that as a wrestler. But I was like, I don't know if I was like just in denial that I wanted, I'm getting my nose and ear fixed. I don't want to get my shoulder fixed too. But I didn't really, I thought it was going to be like a full blown surgery. I didn't know stem cells mm-hmm. were where they're at now. And I was like, fuck, if I would have known it would have only been like, you know, six to eight weeks. It would have fit in perfectly with the nose and ear, but it's been a good year of learning about a lot of things. But I was just like, the time was now to get it fixed, and it was before it becomes. The doctor goes, he goes, you're going to 100 percent recover from this, and um, it's to me, I haven't had a good shoulder. My whole that whole WWE run, my shoulder was bad from the entire time. from debut from from debut on. Yeah, from for that prior shoulder surgery in FCW. It so just from never it, NXT on. You never had a good yeah, shoulder. Yeah, wow. Never had a good shoulder, and it was it. So you can, in my first weeks up there as Ryback, the trainers had to work on it and help break up scar tissue. Cause I never did it. We didn't do scar tissue removal when I did that first surgery mm-hmm. with everything and scar tissue had built up and it's just stuff you go through with injuries and whatnot. And it, like now I've learned how to take care of myself. Now I'm getting rid of all these past injuries and it's uh, like my back is bigger and stronger than ever. Like it was, it was, it was really hurting me at that time. And I've learned all these core exercises I'm like, man, I'm 35 and I feel fucking great and I'm going to be, it's good. Very good. So Very cool. You learn, you learn as you go on, you know? So uh, Saturday, I ran Starland Ballroom and uh, it's a lot of work going into a show. And uh, so I pulled my, before I texted you that, had my little moments. And it was actually, I literally pulled up in my ring truck. Normally I'm kind of the first one there because not many people can drive my truck. It's like a weird insurance policy. And yeah. yes, I, I literally drive my ring truck there. I have my, I own my, my equipment. And then I get I would there. Dri- I would drive it off the fucking river right the first day just so I can get you an 18 foot fucking ring, <laughs> a 20 foot ring. I don't know what happened, man. I went left and went right. Fuck. <laughs> Baby deer on the road. Old Shirley's in the lake. But, uh, Kill myself. I, I, <laughs> I pull up to Starland bright and early. And, you know, I have a lot of great students and a great crew, but some of them don't get it. And some of them, I have a lot of, not younger guys, but I think I train a handful of people that they may be on the borderline of, I don't know, they're on the spectrum. Let's just say that they're on the, 
you know, they might have some qualms about them. They don't under- understand things. What I'm trying to say is they're not retarded, but they maybe been hit in the head a time or two. Or at least are we, are we allowed way. to are we allowed to say that? But that, that's the way they act. It's okay. probably not true, but like to a point where it's really hard for me to keep my cool. Like I'm going, I'm I'm stressed out, and I'm going there, and uh, You're on the keto diet too. I'm on the keto help. diet, uh, and mind you, before I go to the show, I load I I load equipment to my car. Not the ring; the ring's already there. The truck stuff has everything on it, but like I'll put my uh, you know, there's a couple lights. There's a, a new canvas I bought. Um, I have my own ring gear. I have a lot of merch. I have a lot of stuff I got to bring to the venue. And I'm loading up the truck. I drive there. And I have one of the one, one of my students' parents or uncles knock on my car. And he's an African-American gentleman. And he goes, hey, what time does this end? I got to pick him up. And Oh, shit. This happens Very a, hostile. This happens a lot because a lot of my students get, for some reason, they don't drive to practice or they don't. So they get dropped off by their parents or their aunt, which is yeah. fine. And some God of them are, damn, God damn, Jimmy doing this fake fighting merit. God fucking, I got to go pick him up. Yeah, that's kind of the attitude. So yeah. no shit. And I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, he wanted he wanted him to be a fucking you know a sports star. <laughs> he, he settled upon wrestling. The father's fucking miserable. I've lived this with my dad. My dad loves me and has all my figures hanging up, but he wanted me to be a pro baseball player, and I chose fake fucking fighting. Oh dad. God. Aren't you proud of the big guy now? Now you're putting it in perspective. But, but it's hard for me to swallow my tongue because I'm like, what I want to say is, look, motherfucker, I have a whole show to run. I'm in charge of two people's bookings right now. I have like 30 events a year from this point on. I have to make sure that like top talent get to like, I have so much to do. I don't give a fuck about your son right now. Like, I would instantly book his son to get jobbed out after that. That that's what I want to say. Instead, <laughs> instead, I just look at him and I go. Like, I'm kidding. I was in desperation. I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> like, yeah. try to keep my peace. So that gets really fucking annoying. But uh, that's how I well, started the day. Your son's on my pre-show, so he can leave when the show starts. Stick around for the next forty-five minutes. I'll get him out of here for you. But they still they understand how big like or how well involved, and it's yeah. just incredibly. It would be nice to see parents more supportive or not. They're not self-aware that, Hey, yeah. uh, we're at, you know, this isn't some shitty, it is an independent, independent show, but I don't know. So it went well. Uh, DDP was a home run. Holy fuck. I didn't know not, you were telling me that. Yeah. The, his line, you know, I recommend, or maybe I shouldn't say that it's a secret, but, uh, you know, he's done well. I've heard in other places. He's, he does well, and I think he has that, you know, not just the Hall of Fame stuff, the fact that he motivates people. Like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's why I said it's important to do other things if you're going to be <clears throat> making a living on the independence and, or just as a professional wrestler, I should say, outside of the big companies. It's important to be more than, like, I feel like it's important to be more than a wrestler. And that's why, like, that was my, part of my reasoning for doing all this with the book and this and the supplement mm-hmm. line and... You know, and he's he has his deal. He helps people. Fuck, and he's brilliant at it. And we had a hell of a deal where we had him for the signing and a special guest in the show. And he's a Jersey guy too, but uh, he had his yoga seminar oh, the yeah. next day, which we had a hundred, hundred and two people at. So we promoted that really, really well. He was fucking thrilled. But anyway, what do you the, think the average weight was for the uh, participants in the yoga class? They're all shapes and sizes because he attracts okay. more than I saw a picture. Yeah. You know, it, it looked. Wasn't just wrestling people, you know? Like, he really gets them and, there. 
any hot blondes with big tits looking to get into wrestling as referees? <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> uh, just asking. But I wanted to go into some story. So um, the thing that gets rough with my guys, they're, now they're getting good at putting the ring together. I taught them how to do all these different things. But handling money is a different situation. And I have okay. a lot of things at my events. As you've been there, you've signed at them, you've wrestled at them. I got to put trustworthy individuals in uh, at positions where they take money. And yeah. also deal with wrestling fans and be polite and be on top of things and not get nervous. So Paige is there, and I need someone to be with him. WWE Paige? No, sorry, DDP Paige. No, joke. It was a ne- joke. next time. Oh. Actually, yeah. side note. That was a, in reference to something else. Sorry. Well, it's funny. One time for Starland, I, I told Mark Carino, "Hey, can you make a graphic <laughs> for Paige?" <laughs> And he made it overnight, and he sends it back to me, and it's Starland Ballroom featuring Paige. Like, Diva Paige. Diva Paige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, dickhead. It's fucking Diamond Dallas Page. Come on, man. That was an inside joke for us. Sorry. That was one of my favorite things ever. (laughs) So so DDP's there, and not for nothing, he's he's very, I don't want to say, he's not high strung, but he's a guy that says it like it is. Oh, he's high energy. He's definitely high energy. High energy. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, there was no one there that I really could put in this position, so I had I had my wife do it. I had Lauren take all the gimmick okay. money and like do okay. the pictures because she has a glowing personality. But she's used to being the ticket lady at my shows. Starland has her own box office. She's never done the whole, you know, uh, vendoring the whole take the money, take the picture kind of yeah. stuff. So she's what a luxury ne- to have a wife that's so involved with everything you do. <laughs> that's like, that's, I mean, can you imagine if she hated pro wrestling or, or like just didn't want to be around it? Like, fuck Ugh. your life. Yeah, she married would- a pirate. Like, <laughs> uh, so she did it. And I can tell she's nervous too. I feel bad for her. Um, and Paige is so high energy. Like, she's like, oh, here's your markers to sign with. He goes, I only sign in gold. And she's like, Whoa. oh, okay. And then, uh, so I printed out, normally I only print out 30 autographs. In fact, we had this problem at WrestleCon. Remember I ran out of Wade Barrett 8x10s? And I was like, fuck, what do I do? It happened again. I didn't realize, like, Paige was a home run. And I was like, holy shit, I got to get, what do I do? And I could tell, like, he's annoyed if he doesn't have anything to autograph. So I had to make, like, a judgment call. So I stole one of the 8x10s, and I go into Starland Ballroom's office, and I print out color copies from their machine like 50 of them and i used their their tables and i cut them all out perfectly it took me like 20 minutes and uh, i solved the problem but i just felt bad for her she was kind of uh overwhelmed with wrestling fans and taking the money and taking the pictures and getting all that stuff but she did did a great job the show was great um how was uh the follow did follow russell elgin yeah and you know what I, i can't praise elgin enough because I'll be honest, I, you know, you hear mixed things about people and, okay. you know, I've, I've heard he's been hard headed at times, total gentleman. He came in, really? he had a, sh- he had a show the night before he had a show that day. He had a show with me and then he has a show the next night. Oh, uh, wow. so he had a full schedule. He was there on time. Fans loved him. Him and Fala had a great match. Uh, I'd love to have him back. Um, did he shout, did he pick him up for like a shell shock type maneuver? I did see him. I did see him throw him around a little bit. Really? So, yeah, he did. He did throw. I, I'm gonna have to check that out online. WrestlePro online. Uh, excuse me. Facebook.com backslash WrestlePro. That match is still streaming. It's up there for free. If anyone wants to check it out, we're putting all of our stuff up for free. 
including the the end of the show, which I had to make an audible because I was too pussy and scared. <laughs> so the last thing on the show is Dan Moff versus Kevin Matthews. Now this, this happens in wrestling, but I, I did it because I didn't want to look like a dickhead. So we didn't know how to end the show. And I'm like, well, we have a table here that we can break and you can't find tables in pro wrestling. And I found a website today that was given to me on the kayfabe to order tables. A hundred and fifty. Okay. I thought you were going to share that. I was like, maybe save that information for you. 150 bucks for a table. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't afford that. Oh, is that? Oh, that's yeah. That is expensive for one fucking table, not including shipping. Like that's a lot of fucking money, man. And shipping on a table is going to be pretty hefty for something that size. So I did have one table I've had in my yard for a while. I ordered off Amazon. <laughs> oh, everyone always has a fucking spare table in their backyard. <laughs> so it's Dan Moffers, Kevin Matthews, and uh, you know we're gonna put Dan up as the big heel but you can't send the fans home unhappy with the heel winning and just a straight finish i don't know okay so we had a thing after he's gonna knock the referee out and go to put kevin through a table i make the save now i was gonna set the table up between the guardrail and the ring put moff on it and frog splash him through it so i look at it and i'm like well if this fucks up because the table might not be that reliable this could yeah. be really bad, and there's no way to end the show. <laughs> yeah. So the judgment call was I was going to set the table up in the corner, something, make the save, fight out of something, and give him like that, uh, that low-key kind of that Finn Balor running dropkick thing and knock him through. Okay. So I make the save. I start fighting him, and as I do something, I see the table in the corner just fall off. I'm like, fuck. Oh, no. So I got to set it back up, and I run his head into it, and then I just speared him through. But it all worked out. Send the fans home happy, and we'll be back there in October. Nothing wrong with that. That's uh, those tables, man. I, I've I've been through my fair share of them. I had to do <laughs> table matches with Cena for months. We and we had we had to do that dark main event after Raw, which everybody fucking hates. Like yeah, like all the all the talent and everything. Like it just sucks because like you might you might do something like early on the show that have to wait around like two and a half three hours. And like you're cold, and you got to leave your gear on, and then you got to go out there and wrestle a dark main event because that Vince is like hell bent on advertising something because he doesn't know what the show's going to be because the show's constantly changing, so they can't advertise oh, the main event. Okay, because the main event isn't even fucking known. Makes until sense. Is the show's probably fucking starting, and like so they they like to do that old fucking dark main event and advertise it, and it's just man, I, I we had to go do a whole like. You know, the match is easy and everything. You know, you get your routine down for those things. But, like, the table, I had to go. Those things can, like, when they break, they can get you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the the wiring on those, I got cut a couple times. If you remember, Holly actually got cut really bad. Yeah. That one time. And it, like, those, that's very real. But, uh, and, like, wood chips flying and would hit me in, like, my forehead. And I'm like, man, what if they hit me in the eye mm. and stuff? But, yeah, it's... Uh, but I agree ending a show on a good note. It's kind of, unless you want to be that promotion, you just become known for like just fucking like really everyone just just re- like dark finishes where all the baby faces are slaughtered, <laughs> blood, bloodied, heals up every fucking night. Who, God, what baby faces is going to get killed tonight? It's always, all, I've tried to end shows with heat and it's like, it doesn't, even if I run the same building the following month, it's still just an awkward feeling when fans are just like, oh, 
I guess that was okay. Like they, they just you can't yeah. leave with it. I don't know. They've so. become accustomed to the happy ending. Yeah. As I was for many years. <laughs> <laughs> Be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. So that uh, was really it. And the next day, me and uh me and old Hornswoggle watched the pay per view. And that was uh that was my weekend. What he was he stealing your Zevia sodas? No, uh, he refused to eat or drink anything, which I found really weird. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking poison you. Like, yeah, the guy's usually a fucking vacuum for food. <laughs> so finally, he had a, <laughs> he had a grape Zevia and he settled down. And uh, <laughs> like a child, <laughs> he stopped acting Just up. Gave him a box of Cracker Jacks and a grape Zevia, and he shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> And we watched the old pay per view. We had a, we had a good chuckle with uh, the House of Horror match. And uh, did he actually did he watch it, enjoy it, or did he critique the fuck out of everything like usual? He's a tough wrestling fan because, as he told me, he only likes guys that do flips like PWG style stuff. Oh. And his other his other uh, favorite type of wrestling is people that do light tubes that just smash like light tubes over each other's heads. Really? And I go, you're just a total piece of shit. Like you're you're the opposite of what. I like, but he said he he likes redneck redneck white trash fucking little guy. He's a tough tough fan. He is though. I'll give him credit though. He's definitely father of the year for what he did with his kid. I don't know if you know about this. I don't know about that. This is pretty amazing. So he was very hell bent on having an early flight out. Now he flew in. He was being a little bit of a diva. He was tired and and uh, you know it's. I think they took him for food. He was fine though. He was just kidding around. I like making fun of him because you're going to put him over. So I'm cool with you totally. We can, we can rip, maybe throw a few more shots in there if you'd like before we put yeah, him over. Let's stretch this out. <laughs> it's, it's just, what else can we fucking say about it? Uh, he did tell me his favorite wrestler was uh, Jeff Hardy. I think growing up, uh, big high spot guy. So okay, but um, he was telling me he he needed an early flight out. And I live, I literally live like five minutes from, J, from not JFK, from LaGuardia. I live so close now. And uh, he had an early flight out and he switched the flight I booked for him to go earlier, which whatever. And I was like, why do you want to get back? And he flew back because he was taking his kid to Disney and he didn't tell his oh, kid. Okay. So he was like so looking forward to going back home. And this is personal, but I think it's a good thing. He flies back home. And was surprising his son with taking him to Disneyland for like the next last week. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So he's been down there and it was cool to see him FaceTiming with his son and, you know. Yeah. No, he's always been great with this kid. I, he brings him to the shows when he can sometimes. And like it's, he's always been really good on that, all that. So yeah. Just likes to critique the fuck out of fake fighting. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything. He had a great match, though. I got to say, he was a fucking home Oh, really? Run. Greatest um, mention of all time, I think we've stated before. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take that back, and here's why. Uh, okay. Well, I wasn't expecting this. He, uh, have you ever watched, if you go back and watch those Raws in like 1997, when they had like the mini division? Yeah. Those motherfuckers could go, dude. I don't think I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to go back and watch on YouTube and see. Uh, yeah, he definitely would be blown up. He, he's not in his best shape. No. That's why I thought he would be a fan of the power guys. If he just did worked a small power style, you know, he could get a little more mileage out of that win. But <laughs> I told him, I said, look, man, you're not the greatest anymore. I saw these minis. They can go. And he said, no. <laughs> he said, I'm not the greatest. I'm the greatest with longevity. I have longevity. I was like, okay, may, maybe that. that <laughs> he is. He probably had, because midgets have come and gone. They've never, they've all been flashing the pan, so to speak, over the years. He's the one that has stuck around. Yeah. I can I 
you know what? I respect him even knowing that. Like that's he's right. If you think about it, who has had a longer career in in being that short? Yeah, he's had a good run, and he's still yeah. going. He was a hit. Yep. All right, that's enough. I don't want to put him over anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, fuck that. What did you think of the pay per view? Did you watch it all? Uh, I did. I, I don't know if I watched all of it. Um, I did watch um, parts of it. I don't. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I saw the Braun Roman deal, um, which is good to see a guy get a big win. Yeah, that was the right call. Sure, he, he Roman's established, and it was in the under. The, it was good. I, I'm not gonna get like I'll never. I don't want to critique shit or anything. No, I, never. I, I I just I thought like I could watch it, and I don't even if I don't like something, I don't get mad. Like I'm like I don't sit there and. I just, I liked, there's parts of it I like. I try to watch it just for wrestling for me. Mm-hmm. To get, like, I, I count that towards my matches for the day, kind of. You know what I mean? So, uh, but the House of Horrors match, I remember I watched most of that. I missed the ending of the the first part of it. And then I saw it. I saw quite a bit of that, though. Um, and then I, I saw it pick back up and I saw the whole in-ring thing and whatnot. And I thought, you know, it was all, it all, like, it was good for what it was, I thought. I don't. Like well, I, I always picture it like a kid. Can't agree on that one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just picture it like a kid watching. Like for a kid, you're just playing to a kid. So like it's what it, it's a PG environment and whatnot. Like, I mean, you can't get mad. It's just what it is. So yeah, if you play it up that way, you, you can't. But every other way, I was kind of like just that that house of horror. I thought they were going in a direction where they're they're making something so ridiculous it'd be awesome, but they weren't. And there was just a lot of a lot of riffraff there. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, what do you, I don't know what you, I thought they did, like, I don't know, I, everything they could have done for, not the guy, the guys are just doing what they're told, essentially. Well, the guys, no, it's, it's nothing wrong with the guys, nothing wrong with yeah. Orton or Bray, but just like the they're premise, if you put that much money into a, into a, into a, he's pulling up to a fucking haunted house in a limousine uh, with, yeah. with shirtless wearing jeans or, I thought they were slacks. I don't know. I, maybe I thought they were athletic pants. I didn't know. Yeah, it was def- there was a belt there. There was definitely. I definitely, a- I definitely would have shown up in my feed me more nutrition athletic pants and weight belt with no shirt for that. But wouldn't that be more appropriate than coming in? Like first, I saw the limo pull up and I start laughing away. Like okay, this limo is going to come. This tough guy limo is pulling up to this fucking haunted house. Just and runs it, right into the house and explodes. Which is probably better. But inside, here's this like, here's Orton just shirtless wearing slacks. And I'm like, oh shit, they're going to make this like. Imagine he pulled up to the wrong house and there's just a family inside and Orton's just <laughs> peeping in the windows, just <laughs> looking shirtless. And there's just a nice family of four just fucking eating family dinner. And they're like, look out, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? That, the, like, oops, <laughs> get back in the limo, goes down the road. Uh, little things like that like I don't critique like that was good or bad but I go how come nobody caught on to this like little things like that just make me chuckle and beforehand like you can tell someone was like Michael Cole explain the rules and the rules were you fight at the house but then you got to bring your opponent back and then beat them in the ring (laughs) I would have yeah yeah no that made yeah yeah yeah, I agree I would have laughed there's just all these like there's a bunch of whores out on the street around the house like just completely just make fun of the entire thing. It's all just like huge comedy skit that they always say funny doesn't draw money, but I would have tuned in for that. But I remember like okay, Papa Shango and like Ultimate Warrior with Jake Roberts, all those fucking ridiculous over the top things, but I appreciate that now 
because it was so ridiculous. But like, but you were, you got to remember you you watch. I think too, this is part of the thing with wrestling fans. I think you watch kids watch things differently than adults do. Like they do. I think absolutely. I was scared. Their views are different. So you got to picture how many kids were probably terrified of the hanging baby. Like there's probably a lot of them. Like it's you're playing to kids, and that's what they're the kids are what brings in the money. And that's why I always said like. We talked about the difference between like a Cody who the the too sweet fucking mm-hmm. crowd and I get family families kids and minorities minorities and like, <laughs> the minorities and it's and like I would take that any day over the two sweets fucking because those are what bring in the money and so. they'll be the first ones that turn on you. Yep. Uh, I just little things that made me laugh, like how it's six o'clock in California, but they pull up to the house and it's darkness. Oh, it was I, I actually was watching and because I'm in Vegas, so in, you know it's the same. We're West Coast, like Cali. I go, man, it's fucking bright daylight out right now. Like, <laughs> but I, I, but you figure they, they know that, but they can't do the House of Horrors match in broad daylight. Like, it's just. It, 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 they they always do things like that though where they'll book themselves into a no win situation rather than well, why don't we just do this match when we're on the east coast at night? God damn it, we do it in Fresno or San Jose or like it's just the way. But I don't, I I can't say I let let they want to be held to such high standards of entertainment and like continuity and stuff like this. Like I just think it's funny to poke out like you know like they're okay they have really they had some cool special effects. And Orton's there, and it's creepy yeah. with Bray and, and, you know, stuff that looks cool to a kid. But the one thing that takes out Orton, not a special effect, not like a hologram or a prop or something crazy. It's just the old glom to the back, and they're just fake fighting in the, in the living room. I'm just like, out of all the things we could I do I thought here, they were going to go, did they go through windows or anything, or no? Yeah, they went through some windows, some, you know, uh, there's just little things that, that, that um, I think it's just awkward seeing people pro wrestle in a in a whatever pro re- whenever pro wrestling is taken out of a ring it's tough it is, it, it's exposed heavily it's um impossible plus yeah and th- those guys you got to figure they probably filmed that the night before so like and just so you can like put yourself in from a wrestler's standpoint like if i had to go film that shit the night before like while you're on the road like you just don't give a fuck no you just you just and like and not saying those guys do give a you you give a fuck about what you put out there but like you're just like, God damn it, let's just get this over with. And like, you're doing what you're told and, you know, you just show up and you, you have a few gimmicks in there. And like, it wasn't, this, the guys are just so overworked. It, 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 that all plays into it. And like, it, I, I didn't care. Like, I just thought it was, I didn't, it's whatever. It is whatever. It but it just, sometimes I, I, I wish hope, it was, I, I wish it was like, a home run, you know, if it was like a good fucking moment for them. But yeah. it's looked back. And I think that people look back on that thing because that's the finale of their program which is one of the best programs i've done all year and it's yeah. just like oh yeah i remember that shit <laughs> that's well, all i it think is. too you got it like they have their production team and they could do this cool special effects but like you look at something like the you know the hardy's the the final deletion stuff a lot of effort went into that they might they, they didn't have the production team of, of wwe no. as far as all that but like I could tell they put a lot into that like a lot of thought went into that on, on the first one especially yeah and whatnot and like I just don't think sometimes everything's so fast paced up there that that they they don't there's not that much time spent on it because they, they they have you know a lot of focus is going on Roman and Braun and, and this and that and like it's well we'll do this and that that's good enough for the kids like and that's kind of the the mindset I feel like and maybe I'm wrong but I, I think just from being there knowing it, things are just sped along and sure it, it's it is what it is it's just 
you're going to have some golden moments and you're going to have others that are just, they're not. So, I, but I didn't, I didn't, I watched enough of it and I didn't, I just noticed the daylight thing. That was the only thing, but I was like, I got it. I'm like, you can't do the match in daylight. Mm-hmm. You can't build that. So like the people that recognize that are adults who are going to continue watching. Of the course. Kids, the kids aren't going to fucking know. You know, you know, you're not a kid sitting there. Like I feel like, and maybe they do, but like they're not gonna like, they're not gonna stop watching because of that. So, and they know that. So, and it's okay. But I get what you're saying. Well, I had a good time watching it, though. So, uh, anything else you like from it, or no? No, I, that's all my notes. Just the House of Horse match. That's it. That's all I had. <laughs> Were there any big titty blonde referees on the Payback pay per view? Uh, there was not. They're, uh, <sighs> gosh, on, what else I had? Oh, I have the, the reviews. I don't know where you want to roll into I next. think that right now we'll take a quick little break. We'll do a little refill, and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, everyone. In addition to being the co-host of this podcast, I'm the founder and promoter of WrestlePro. Dare I say, WrestlePro puts on the best professional wrestling live events in the country. We're also fully insured and licensed. Now, if you're listening to the show, then you clearly love professional wrestling, and I appreciate that. I also have a question for you. Would you like professional wrestling in your area, maybe in your hometown, your high school, your college, your civic center, your stadium, whatever you want? If you're a civic group, a sports team, a fire department, a police department, if you have a corporate event, a festival, any group that is looking to raise funds or put on an entertaining show, WrestlePro is your promotion. This is not your regular wrestling show. Just in the last year, WrestlePro has brought in incredible talent, such as Terry Funk, DDP, Booker T, Ryback, Cody Rhodes, Hornswoggle, Cole Cabana, Brian Cage, Jeff Jarrett, Tommy Dreamer, The Hardy Boys, Scott Steiner, and much, much more. Even the nature boy Ric Flair has been with WrestlePro and loves it. Tell him, Nate. It's the nature boy. Woo! Ric Flair, WrestlePro, the nature boy, song autograph. Look as only can look. Russell Pro, be there. Woo, 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 woo. Limousine riding, jet flying. Woo, Russell Pro. Woo. If you're seriously interested, Russell Pro can bring a live wrestling show to your town. A full professional wrestling card complete with talent, eight matches, sound system, lighting, the works. We design the artwork and posters. We help you sell the tickets. We push all of our events all over our social media. We believe in good repeat business. Packages and prices vary on talent requested and their availability. For more information, contact me directly at russellproonline at yahoo.com or simply check out www.russellproonline.com and you can see our past and upcoming events to get a taste of what WrestlePro is all about. I hope to hear from you soon. And we're back. What a night we got going. Did I tell you today the... uh... After surgery, I kind of am notorious for going and getting a huge cheat meal um, or some sort. Like, I, I love usually buffalo fingers because I always do chicken wings. Yeah. So, like, I'll get, like, the breaded because you got to usually, you got to stop eating the night before. No mm. drinking, no water, anything like that uh, after midnight. And you could usually take a couple little sips of water here and there. But um, so then, then like, you get to, I got to the surgery center today at 630 and... I surgery wasn't until like nine thirty. Okay, it, so you're waiting around for a long time, sitting back there in the 
with everything in. And, and by the time surgery's done and you're out of there, you know, it's been a long time since you eat. And, like, I go, my go crazy. So I've just learned to, to do a big fattening meal right after. And not, like, the whole day, just one big meal and back on the keto diet. But I today was McDonald's because I had not had McDonald's. I can't, like, actual junk from McDonald's. I got 40 chicken McNuggets today, Jesus. Two, lar- two large fries, a, a large unsweet tea still, uh, just you know, to watch the figure. And then uh, a, <laughs> two a one large crispy, fries? Two large, yeah. Wow. I ate it all. Priscilla was taking me back. I ate it all before we got back to my house. Oh my and God. It was, and, I, and one Krispy Kreme donut, chocolate glazed, cream filled uh, Krispy Kreme donut. And uh, that she had from the night before, we got her two of them. And I brought one on. I go, I'm going to want this after surgery and had it in the car waiting for me uh, <laughs> after surgery with all the food. So I just wanted, I was, oh, I came home and slept so good after that. It was great. It's well-deserved. Uh, I live maybe a 30-second walk. There's a McDonald's on my corner. Uh, I have not been in there yet, but I'm thinking about it. I think my cheat night will be, to, I only do one meal, will be tomorrow, so. Just make it a really good one. Like you go, give yourself enough to like where you're. You know what I mean. You're satisfied from it because that keto man is. It's it's legit. It is. It's the real deal. It's tough. It's real tough. It's real moody and and you're uh, still in that early phase. It gets a lot easier. Like I'm totally cool now with it. Okay. Like I was on eggshells for like just. I I mean I was for I'd say a good month, just volatile and. uh just ready to snap the old wife is uh she had a little stressful day at work and she's on keto and the old hormones from uh her monthly visitor were coming oh she was a scary individual just a little sweetheart but uh i was like what is wrong with her i'm like oh yeah i feel like i'm I'm gonna be (laughs) responsible for you guys fucking getting divorced just Uh, or murder suicide one or the other pat bucks super kicks for real lauren (laughs) buck it makes headlines in the New York Times. And I somehow get dragged into all of it. <laughs> so we got Ryback, the- who's been who CM Punk claims is dumb as fuck, somehow <laughs> is made it into into that whole article. Uh, well, there are people there that support the show. I found out today, uh, speaking of our reviews, and I'm gonna put this out there here here. <clears throat> you know, where we know how to re- record this episode we don't really edit it we have eddie for that he's a great editor shiny wizards eddie shout out we lean on people for technological support and i don't know what itunes channel it's apparently my own and i don't haven't figured out how to change things so if there's anyone that's really good with itunes let me know i need to find where my things are because we got a new graphic we got a lot of new stuff to put up and uh oh yeah i love the new graphic on top of that i found out uh a fan uh or a supporter, if you will, message me on Instagram. And we have 50 reviews I've never read before because they're in the UK. And the UK is completely different iTunes. Ooh. And uh, yep. so he sent that to me and I was like, oh, crap, I've never seen them. And I don't know how to access them. But uh, I will, I'll maybe, read his review. Psst, psst. Maybe, maybe not pick any of those because shipping to the UK is really fucking expensive. <laughs> wink, well, wink. <laughs> That is fine, but you know what? If, if he wants to come over, cost me uh, some serious fucking moolah here, Buck. I'll will send him uh, some Russell Pro tickets. He'll have to get a eight hundred dollar plane ticket to come see the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, this is very I, I just think all UK reviews are really shitty. You never can figure it out why. But I secretly just never wanted to pay the, the shipping for the supplement. <laughs> God, I fucking hate that. Give Me More by Jambo John. I've been a Ryback... Uh, I've been a fan of Ryback since his WWE debut. His creative mind made him stand out from the other muscle heads. The way he used his arms to harness the audience's energy and began marching towards the ring reminded me of my younger self watching Warrior running towards his opponents. As, it, as soon as I heard he started his own podcast, I had to listen. I love the stories, including Smoky Bones and his nutrition tips. Buck is also a good sidekick, too. Oh, fuck this guy. But seriously, <laughs> this is my favorite podcast. I look forward to it every Monday. Please keep doing what you're doing from your biggest fan in Scotland, John. Ah, that's a really good review. I, I like, I, he put that together very well. Thank you, John. What else we sorry, got here? Sorry, you're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> a great podcast from Pete Z, eight, or Pete's 843. Snape's I've, guy? Uh, yes. Okay, just check. <laughs> you Not that it has any influence. <laughs> I've been a fan of your podcast since discovery two months ago. I wish I'd have found it sooner. I like hearing about workouts and eating clean. I'm a full-time firefighter in Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and working out is a major priority in my life. I just got your book last week, and it's great. I'm a WWE fan, and I've been since I kid, but I am not one to sit on social media and bash the wrestlers like other marks out there. I just want to give a tip like to everyone it. out there. Don't be lazy. Know where your food comes from. Buy local farms if you can. Check the ingredients in the food you buy. Jesus, it sounds like you wrote this. And if you can, make things from scratch. If you're Fuck, buying, How do you think I save money on not shipping the supplements? I write every fucking review. <laughs> you want to win your own review every week? No one's ever won. <laughs> it's the biggest scam going in podcasting today. If you were buying dairy podcasts, uh, dairy products, you should always buy organic dairy when you can. Keep up the good work. I always look forward to hearing it on the way to the firehouse. Pete, that's a real. I like that. Really good review. United States fireman. Hard to turn a guy like that down. Yeah, and uh, last one. One of the one of the best wrestler. Yeah, we we like to pat ourselves on the back here. Who cares? One of the best wrestler hosted podcasts out there from Elizabeth. All right, a female because our we only have two point nine percent female listeners apparently. Yeah, oh. if you if you have tits, guys, tune in. <laughs> they do. Are we allowed? To, are we? <laughs> they do. They're just they're, yeah. they're, they're still dudes. You you know <laughs> you know you know what the fuck I meant, asshole. I just spit my drink out. <laughs> uh, it's great being free. Fuck. What, what oh, the- uh, wait. I can't. Who's going to find me? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Nobody. <laughs> Elizabeth C61. Normally, I like podcasts that primary talk about current topics in wrestling. So I didn't know what to expect with this one. But now... It is one of my favorites. I've always been a fan of Ryback. He was one of my big inspirations to get in shape. And if, I, and if I didn't need another reason to tell him more, the podcast is one of them. Stories he and Pat Buck tell are great. It led me to buy Wake Up Unlimited em- Energy, which I sadly found out I'm allergic due to the tree nut allergies. Uh... Despite the nauseous feeling, I still have a great workout and use it daily. I have an awesome pump and even managed to rep 160 on the bench. That stuff Wait, is- she's, still, she's still using it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's not that bad. That's I've heard that people. Another person that had him used it and was totally fine. So that's. But I don't. She. It says contains aller, uh, tree nuts for allergens and all that because you know you have to put that on there. But okay. Sure. 
that stuff works regardless. Keep up the great work and everything you do, big guy. That's it. Ah, that was a very sweet review. I'm uh, I'm going to go with the firefighter because I, I like that he bought the book, and uh, that book means a lot to me. And I think anybody that gives it a chance, a fair chance, and, and reads it will see that is my way of uh, – the book isn't going to make me rich, guys. It's just that was my way of kind of giving back and uh, things that I've learned over the years. And so uh, I appreciate him picking that up and, and giving it a fair shake. So what's his name? Pete Z843. I feel like we, so need a, Pete, we need a sound effect for the winner. So Eddie, play something cool here. You win. Okay, you won. So Pete Z is our winner. Uh, go ahead and send me an email to the big guy at feedmemore.com with a screenshot of your iTunes name and post. And uh, pick a supplement of your choice uh, from Feed Me More Nutrition, and you get a free Feed Me More Nutrition shaker bottle as well. Thank you, Pete. We appreciate it. All right. What else is uh, – I was going to tell you the Amazon stuff I, I, when we were doing uh, the beginning of the podcast. It's been – we've talked about this already on the thing. We've submitted form after form, official FDA documents. and like, So it turns out I got off the phone. I had to finally call Amazon. I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the email is going back and forth, and I got my boy Anthony helping me, who's really, really good with all the Amazon stuff. and He's, he's helped me tremendously throughout all of this getting on Amazon and like we're going on a month now of getting pulled and it's cost me thousands upon thousands of dollars, but we'll get it all back and it's nothing I could do about it. And on top of it, I got to pay a $3,000 fee to sell the supplements, which is all I want to do is pay the $3,000 and sell the supplements and, and get the global access. And we already got approved for that. Like, so I'm, everything's on hold and I can't do any, it's literally like being handcuffed and not being able to do anything. And I, like I talked to finally somebody from Amazon, Amazon and, just like pleaded with them, like you guys are killing me here, mm-hmm. and uh, because like they're so strict, supposedly that like they were saying the address didn't match up because we were using the business address from the PO box that's on the supplements that we needed to give them, but my Amazon seller account uses my home address, and like so they needed the documents to contain the home address, and then like. And then they wanted the P.O. box on another one and like not the home address for that. So but rather than just telling you what you need to fix, they leave you guessing. Okay. And like so so it's just been we're finally down to the final address thing that we know we have to fix. So we're getting the new FDA forms with the correct address on the correct spot for this final thing they said because the lady on the phone narrowed it down for me. She goes, That's it, you'll be ungated, the supplements will be back up. And I was just like, Thank you very much. And that just happened today. So Man, um, wait, I should hopefully have the FDA form. I'm hoping <clears throat> by tomorrow, get that in and, and get everything back up. I got the shell shock extreme fat burner. Um, the first run of those is coming in tomorrow for me where, uh, and I'm just going to make sure everything's cool with it and, and, and give it the big guy thumbs up and then it's going into production. So, and then, um, got the tank tops done. Tank tops came in today, came out awesome. So I got to get those into production uh asap new workout towels the actual like long workout towels like, yeah the other ones i had like rally towels this one was with the blue ryback cartoon character that's going to be featured on all the supplements going forward we got the long cool workout towels being done and the 2.2 liter water bottles all that's going to be in here at the end of the month so um looking forward we're going to get that up on, on feedmemore.com and on the website and um i got landed into another store in vegas 
with uh, my buddy who's taking over managing uh, another store. He uh, he's bringing everything in, so it's just slowly growing, man. And online sales have been great, and, and Amazon will be big getting back up on there for global and people in Canada and the UK, um, Japan, Mexico. They're gonna have access to all feed me more nutrition. So it's I, I try not to talk about it too much on this. Yeah, but it's that, your but baby, it, and I kind of want to segue into something there because you and I were were talking like you know you're putting pretty big money into your project, and like I know the yeah. feeling too because we both. You know, spent a lot, spent a lot into our businesses. And like, in fact, this week I have to go double check to make sure that I didn't just put like $500 down the drain um, because of fucking carnival professional wrestling promoters fucking with my uh, my things. I don't know if I talked to you about this. No, no, I don't think you did. Okay, so like now, you know, I'm really big and you are too. I'm big on the Facebook advertisements. I'm now to okay. a point when I put I thought stuff. you were just going to say I was really big, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, you look slim. You look lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> so uh, just had surgery. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking a new um, and my I don't know if anyone's ever seen. I think a lot of you guys have my images, my posters for WrestlePro. They're they're pretty top of the line. I don't think any. Yeah. I don't even think WWE. To be honest with you, I think we have a better graphic team as far as consistency on what I put out with all of my events. That every graphic's different. Like we you put do a lot good, of good, very good graphics. Yeah. And that's you know Mark Carino and Johnny Clash. They do a great job. And anyway, so but here's the thing: is that a lot of those, if you have those good graphics like I use on the posters sometimes they're kind of hard to see and like I wanted to take a different approach to my next coming shows by going back to the old school, like uh, almost like those 1950s wrestling posters. Yeah. I love those. So like I'm, I'm switching to that. So like the last ones we had and I made lawn signs too, where there's a, a really good website where I get a hundred, hundred lawn signs for like, I think it was like 300 bucks. And really? yeah, you put your own graphic into it. You stick it into the ground um, so I mix that with the rainbow. They're like, the posters are rainbow colored. It was really cool. It's for the next, uh, Cody show. Um, but I'm going to do that for every show. So, because I, I, because I feel like, look, independent wrestling is great. And we have a whole section or a segment ahead of us. where We're going to talk more about wrestling stuff, but independent wrestling, to be honest with you, a lot of it, it's hit or miss with the, even the smart mark promotions, they don't really draw. So no, not at all. Nor do they pay. <laughs> yeah. And on, on, yeah. On, on top of that, for the I, opportunity to be on our show. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. You have to get paralyzed and there won't be any people here, you know, yeah. sign up. Fuck the rest of your life. You'll be on this show. Sign me up. <laughs> One day I might make it to NXT, but that, I mean, that's, that's just the game. But the, the thing that sucks is that, uh, you know, I'm taking a different approach where I'm trying to just make every single town aware that there's pro wrestling. Like for years, yeah. of course I've always done that, but, and put posters everywhere, but like really hammer the town and bring in the people that are just like, Oh, I just want to go to wrestling tonight because yep. I've been running shows in Brooklyn now. And the last one sold actually the one that you're at, like that show sold out. And we all we do, is and you know why? And what there were a lot of them there. I noticed family and kids. Yeah, there there were guys there that yep. wouldn't that, that just wanted to sit there. Like, oh, we're here. There's nothing else to do, and we just wanted to drink and see. We don't even like wrestling that much. We just wanted yeah. to hang out. So, we live in a shitty part of Brooklyn and just need something to do. It's <laughs> actually the nice part of Brooklyn. You should see the shitty parts of Brooklyn. Oh, really? You're not an East Coast guy, yeah? Well, there's some bad parts. 
Okay. I thought that was the bad part. No, that's a nice part of Brooklyn. It's Bay oh, Ridge. Okay. <laughs> I won't say anything. Never mind. Sorry. So, so um, shout out. I got to do shout outs later to New York. So yeah, I don't want to do. Oops. Yep. Can't bring you back there soon. No, uh, it's fine. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I get about $500 worth of my posters, my yard signs. And on Monday for practice, we met early before I trained my guys. Uh, we, we're, we split up the cars, put them around town. Like we, we were really aggressive, yeah. put them on, you know, going to stores, et cetera, et cetera. Banging and, uh, on people's doors saying, put this fucking poster in your front yard now. <laughs> That's what I picture by you saying really aggressive. Bunch of 20 wrestlers showing up at your door. Yeah, we're putting this in your fucking front yard. <laughs> we should do that. That cool. would be great. But we, <laughs> we're friendly to like 7-Elevens and delis and train stations. However, okay. there, there's a... New Jersey's weird, where I honestly think there's more independent wrestling in New Jersey than any other state in the country. Like that's yeah, there's a lot back east. It's it not really like New York because you need the license and everything, but like yeah. New Jersey, it's every other fucking block. There's two things about New Jersey that I know are for sure in life. It's it's fucking a lot of pro wrestling and shitty sandwiches from the gas stations. <laughs> that's what I know about New Jersey. So. I start hearing once we posted the town, we're really happy with it. Hopefully it gets a big crowd on May 20th. And then uh, I get word back from a couple friends of mine. Like, Hey, I'm hearing that this other promoter is encouraging all his guys to take down all your signs. Cause of course. that's, that's what happens in fucking New Jersey. And it, it's yeah. really disgusting because like, it's always a shitty fucking place. Like I get along with, there's like eight promotions. I work with dreamers and, and me and beyond just did stuff together a splitting talent in every good place. Meanwhile, these fucking dirtbag shithole yeah. promotions filled Who with don't draw. They won't don't want anybody else to draw and they try to ruin it for everybody. And they literally they're running in a building where they can at capacity have 150 people yeah. are now going around town, making up that we, we took down their post, which my guys are ultra respectful. They actually came back and said, Hey, there was a couple places where we saw, an event poster of another promotion that already happens. We didn't touch it, but we just put the sign next to it. And I said, well, you could have taken that down if it happened already. If not, leave it up. But people are just fucking dramatic babies. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it sucks that that would make me hot to know you're putting money into that and trying to just, because that's hurting pro wrestling when you do that too. So, so basically, when I go back, and I'll go back on Friday to check to see if everything's there. If it's not there, I'm going to show up to the show, and I'm just going to beat the shit out of the guy. So That's, I would, I wholeheartedly, you know, understand that. Yes. Yeah. You still carry you carry a gun around on your shows? I still think that's a good idea. <laughs> just just a- you walking around with a gun strapped on, get get a license to carry a gun, and just like no guy like. Yeah, I need you to lose tonight. But you, whenever you tell the guy the news of the finishes, you always have your hand near the gun. Just open just up to, the jacket a little bit. Just a little, just to shit. Look, I got a fucking gun, but That would be fun. Carry, just a revolver. <laughs> Not a real gun, just or a real gun, but it's a revolver for no reason. Yeah, like just, re- really old school fucking. <laughs> you carry a fucking Halliburton and a fucking gun, a little pistol, fucking around <laughs> at your shows. That's You just become known and like you There's, always, you always have the hand is always kind of fucking kind of fucking twitching whenever you give the finishes to guys because you know deep down <laughs> you might got to pull the gun out to fucking you know what i mean you got to get the show to go down ah oh, man so that's uh that that may happen so i may and i've done a, i've done a, not to sound like a tough guy but this has happened before with the promotion and i me and kevin went to another 
place that we put, they're out of business since then. And we literally walked, in, we walked into the ring and we passed out flyers for our show at this guy that was taking down all of our fucking signs. Nice. So, so uh, yeah, that, that shit happens, man. It's just unfortunate and it's just garbage. And, you know, I, I do work with a lot of good, I work with Maryland championship wrestling. I work with all these like great, I have talent exchanges with places with big Mike, with all these fucking places, but everybody should work together. It's not, the shows aren't running on the same nights. You like fucking, if you are just like, God damn it. Like if you, you always achieve more working together. So yeah, this place sucks. I won't even mention the name. What do you got? Don't I was going to give shout outs for, you know, our listens have been going up. And uh, you mentioned it to me this week because New York was always our top city. Yep. And this week, though, I want to give shout outs to the top 10 cities around the world that are uh, tuning into conversation with the big guy. Chicago, go figure, coming in at number one. <laughs> A lot of CM Punk fans love the big guy, too. I guess so. so including Punk. Uh, New York coming in number two. London, San Francisco, Atlanta. Atlanta loves the big guy. I always, I told you about the, uh, all the workers back there. The, uh, my man Ryback in the, uh, in the arena, the Phillips arena there. And, uh, we got Los Angeles, Brisbane, Manchester, and Washington, which I had assume is Washington, DC, or is that, um, it's gotta be DC. Yeah, DC. Yeah. Cities. So yeah. Washington, DC. It thank is you cool. guys very much for tuning in. It's cool seeing the foreign countries too. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, thank you guys. Seeing, though. Yeah. Like seeing people in Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia tuning, you're like, whoa, like in Australia. I mean, it's people all across the world are tuning in and, and again, it's just the numbers are growing and, and you guys, thank you. It means, I mean, it really does mean a lot that that many people have uh, chosen to follow everything I got going on and, uh, and, and then be a part of this journey. So thank you. All right. I think with that, you want to, I'm going to maybe go ahead and go into my uh, tips of the week here. And then from there, maybe do some fan questions if, you, uh, Please. if you're cool with that. All right. Nutrition tip of the week. Uh, I get quite a few uh, emails on this, guys. And like right now, my, my BCAA, my branch chain amino acid pump electrolyte mix um, is probably going to be the next supplement out after the Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner. Um, but I do. As I put it on my Snapchat before, if there is another good supplement out there, I don't mind endorsing it um, in the meantime because it's what I use uh, because I think it's really, really good. And that is uh, the GAT, G-A-T, Muscle Martini. Uh, they make a natural branched-chain amino acid, which is really, really good when you're on the keto diet. I throw those in two or three times a day because they help with in-between meals, keeping you in a positive nitrogen balance and just huh. keeps you it's really really good for for sparing muscle on especially low carbs um and, and that one avoids all the aspartame and sucralose but that company makes a lot of products with aspartame and sucralose they're one of the only ones though that make a branch chain amino acid without it and that's gat muscle martini you can look it up on amazon a lot of a lot of uh supplement stores have it so that company's been out for a while and uh it's their natural bcaas and, and check it out especially if you're doing a low-carb or keto diet. Throwing a couple scoops of that in twice a day will really, really help you out. Um, workout tip of the week. If you're looking to improve your grip strength and forearm development, um, there's these things, I don't know if you've seen them, but called fat grips, where they're the rubber 
things. I have them in my, my, my gym at home here. Okay. And I'll bring them to the gym with me sometimes. They're literally these little rubber things that wrap around the handles of dumbbells and, and barbells. Hmm. And, and like you could put them on like the machines when you're doing bicep curls and different lifts. And what it does is it actually, it, they're called fat grips. They're these, they make the grip much wider so mm. that it actually makes you, it works on your forearm development more and actually improves your grip strength. I'm all about grip strength, as you know, with the hand grips and any little edge I can get. So occasionally what I'll do is I'll throw these fat grips and you can look on Amazon. They're there. This isn't, I don't get anything from them. It's just not a plug for them. It's just, it's what I use. And it, if it really does help and it make it kind of makes your workouts more interesting and uh, you might not be able to do the same amount of weight that you would without them, but it, it really truly helps develop your forearms and huh. uh, and your grip. So it's worth checking out. So when you're doing but, dumbbells, you take them off one, put them on the other, like real easily. Yeah. Yep. They just they literally just like they're hard, like this hard rubber, and they bend though, and they just snap right on and off, and they, you just literally can go from one thing to the next with them. And fuck, I've used I've used them for my whole workouts before for arms. And like it's the, the legit awesome. Like okay. Cutler, Jay Cutler uses them a lot actually, and uh, I need to probably follow them on social media. I like them a lot, man. They're good. Like it's it's. I've had them for years. Uh, I remember seeing them years ago, and I was like, "What are those?" And I was just like instantly fell in love with them. Just I don't use them every time, but just to throw it in there occasionally, it's a nice change of pace. So no, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna buy them. The, uh, they're not expensive either, so I mean they're 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 very affordable. Um, book of the week this week: The Upstarts. Uh, how Uber and Airbnb and the killer companies of the new Silicon Valley are changing the world by Brad Stone. I have a little bit left to go on it, but it is I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I always say you can learn something from any book, whether you like it or not. And uh, it, just hearing the journey of Airbnb and, uh, and Uber. And the challenges they had to go through as a new company, and it applies to me like everything I'm doing in my life. Um, so anyone out there trying to be your own boss and create your own life, definitely check out the upstarts. And uh, that's it for me this week on quotes. I didn't have a quote of the week this week. Oh man, I would have prepared I really, one. I uh, I'm actually now on the fly. Luckily, I always keep my Grant Cardone book. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find a really good... This one I like. All right. This is from 10X Money by Grant Cardone. This book is one of my favorites. Just a little book of quotes. Grant Cardone is uh, killing it in life and uh, is a very successful man. And uh, I follow him on Snapchat. He has some entertaining Snapchats. I think he's at Grant Cardone on Snapchat. But uh, this quote is, There is no shortage of money on this planet, only a shortage of people going for it. So... uh, that is my mindset, and I like it. So, sharing that with the world. All right. Well, now we have some questions, and uh, forgive me if Whoa. I if I mess this up. I was handed this from a. We'll just be honest here. I think it's better if I ask the questions, but I think you might have wrote them down. I'm going to try to read your handwriting. <laughs> yeah, I prepped and wrote these down, and and mind you, I wrote these with my shoulder, the my right arm. That I'm not supposed to be doing anything. Oh with. man. In my sling all day, I took it out because I got, I got sick of the sling. It's not very comfortable. The, and funny story, the, the doctors came in. I only need the sling, they said, for the first day, which I wore it for half the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they brought this like super expensive like shoulder thing. And that had, had I had full-blown shoulder surgery, I would have gotten because I would have needed to be in that permanent, you know, for, a, for months probably. Oh, yeah. 
this is just one day. And the lady comes in with this thing. And I'm just like, I don't need that super expensive shoulder thing. I go, just give me the fucking little flimsy shoulder thing. I just put my arm in that wraps around my neck. And like, but that's how they get you. The medical people, they try to give you the most expensive thing. Uh. I said to her, I go, how long am I in this for? She goes, oh, just the day when you leave the hospital and maybe the first day. I said, so why would I want to pay hundreds of dollars for that when I could just get that for 30 bucks? Yeah. And like, and so, but yeah, I had to write it with my gimmick arm today. So I apologize if you can't read it. I will try it out. So the first question's from, I think it's <laughs> D Nick, Nick BS. No. D- so his name, this guy's name is just sucks anyways. Uh, it's not like a real, it's D N I E B S on Instagram. Okay. D Neebs, but just I don't sucks know what on Instagram. Is. Wink. What is the most Bud Lights you have consumed in one night? Ooh, I'm not a beer guy that much anymore. I, even though I, 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 uh, I would say I've, do I've a, gone do you have through a favorite beer. I, I tend to be a Coors Light or Mick Ultra guy. Okay. Um, I, I'm a domestic beer guy. I stick, you know, I've always, Coors Light's always kind of been a go-to. Um, Those Mick Ultra, is that domestic? The, uh, where's Mick Ultra made at? I don't, I, I actually don't know. Coors Light's in Colorado. The Colorado, yeah, of course, the Coors Colorado Light. Colorado Rockies. Um, Bud Light, too. I'm, I'm more not of sure a, where Mick Ultra's made. I like an occasional Corona, and I like a summer Shandy, but I'm a Mick Ultra person. And okay. a Blue Moon as well. The, uh... I would say it's in the twenties. I don't know. Some of, there's been some wild nights like in the past where you're just drinking, and like I remember going out with the guys before and just beer after beer after beer after beer after beer. Mm-hmm. It's just like and you're relatively all right. So beer's always my go-to to have a good night and like you're not going to be totally fucked at the end. Sure. You know what I mean. So, uh, but I would imagine it's in the twenties. And that, I can't give you an exact. I don't like drink to like, man, I had 27 beers. Yeah. Like I just never have. Uh, but I've had some bad outings. And I don't, we can get into another time of drunken stories. I've, I've had some, I've had probably three outings my entire life that were really, really bad with hard alcohol. So okay, that's why I'm kind of mild mannered now with my, you know, we have, have two or three drinks during the podcast. And it's, um, it's usually was red wine until this keto diet. We're out. We're vodka is a little more keto friendly, or it's supposed to be, anyways. So, um, but no more than two or three usually, because I, I kind of, I like waking up and being a, like I nothing's worse than waking up fucked up. And it gets worse as you get older. So, you know, yeah, it does not get easier. Which this is, is where why, you why is that? Priorities. You're 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 a scientist in this area. Why is it that hangovers get worse as we I get don't, older? That's, I, now that's I'm going to have to look this up because I, off the top of my head, I don't know. Okay, I I just think it's. I don't know why hangovers, I, I think there's partly, I think if you're going out and drinking every night, when you're young, you tend to go out a lot Yeah. in your body. I think the human body adjusts very, this is just me off the top of my head. The human body adjusts relatively easily to, to when you start doing things on a regular basis. And I remember when I was drinking vodka every night and smoky bones and like I wake up, be totally fine eventually after drinking a whole bottle of the huge burnettes and you just grow accustomed to it. Your body adapts. Whereas maybe when you get older, maybe families are involved. Maybe your your partying is just your work life takes over. You don't have the time to drink as much. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was younger, I used if I was going to drink, I was going to get fucked up. So my tolerance was always higher. Whereas now you become a more responsible adult. You 
You know, you don't drink to get fucked up. You drink to relax. And I think that then if you occasionally go overboard, it just hits you harder because you were not, your body's not used to that, if that makes sense. Kind of. I could see that. I, I, I wonder think that if that might that's... be partial, but I'm sure age has something to do with it and how you metabolize alcohol and everything too as you get older. So, Do you have a hangover cure at all? Or anything Electrolyte, you go to? Ele- electrolytes and water are the best. Those those emergency electrolytes, mm-hmm. the the stevia ones, and water. Like I'm telling you, if you drink, if you're gonna go out and party and, and get fucked up, like when you get home, put two or three packets of those electrolytes in in a whole huge. I would I would do one of those big big bottles of water and drink as much of that as you can. You're gonna be pissing, but you're gonna wake up in a much better position than you were if you went to bed without it. Dehyd- dehydration's a huge reason why you get that feeling. So, mm-hmm. all right. You want the the more you can stay hydrated while you drink, the better. Ah, uh, I think this is from TKO KO CNKO on Instagram. All right, that's <laughs> the name I'm looking at exactly too. Do you have any other plans to come back to Connecticut this year? Yeah, only. <laughs> meet up with with Gold Paul and Cranky Vince eventually. Uh, no, no, no. I, I can't. Would I? Was I there in Connecticut? Did you do one? The only one who I think runs there is uh, is uh, you've had inquiries big, there. Oh, Big I, Mike. Big Mike was in Waterbury, Connecticut. Yeah, early on. I I don't know. I'm sure Big Mike will be there again with Northeast Wrestling, um, and we've been doing a lot of stuff with him. So I would imagine sometime in the future, yes. Or you you may. I may be swinging into town. You may see me poolside at the McMahon's with him and Patterson and, and, and Paul putting together some, some cool stuff going forward. <laughs> From Sven the Viking on Instagram, what is your most embarrassing moment in the ring? <sighs> embarrassing moments. All right, yeah, two that come off the top of my head. One, obviously, I think the Mark Henry finish at WrestleMania 29. Sure. I, to this day, still, like, just, it's hard. I can't watch it. Like, yeah. it just kills me because it was made to, to be done to, to make me look foolish and to make it look like I fucked up my own finishing move, which is just the worst. Hor- it's horrible. So, like, that, like, I'll ne- never forget that. Just was fucking sucked to, to live that and have to watch that and, and experience that and whatever. Um, the other one was uh, the Tenzai one where I didn't get Tenzai up on Raw oh. um, for the Shell Shock, which I was completely my fault. And uh, I'd gotten him the week before on SmackDown with ease, and then uh, and when we were doing the double stacks all the time with the two guys, mm-hmm. which were significantly heavier than just him. A lot of those guys that went into the four hundred and something pounds, but it's awkward when you're dealing with human bodies and it's not a squat. It's like a, a good morning and a partial squat and like a partial deadlift kind of. Like it's just a weird fucking way to pick up guys. And uh, but I was I hooked him high and I it was my fault one hundred percent of the way on that. And he I remember he felt horrible after that. And but I remember like it was it was just one of those moments that happened and like I, I actually, I, I don't know if I ever said that. I had a nightmare about it the night before. Really? I, I, because at that point, I'd gotten everybody. But I was expecting, those double stacks were stressful because doing that week in and week out, sometimes twice a week, 
picking up the two guys that went and like with locals and like yeah. it's just a lot of stress because I'm you don't, re- yeah. really you, you don't know what they're gonna do if they're gonna stiffen up or if they're gonna fall funny. Yeah, you don't know what they're gonna and it's at the end of a match and you're doing a bunch of stuff. You don't know if you're gonna be tired or if they're gonna be tired. You don't know. And like and it it, it required perfect timing every time. And I would literally have to go one, two, three now just so everybody's on the same page. And we'd go over it and go over it. And I always felt really good about it. <clears throat> but it was kind of one of those things fear had crept into my head of uh it was it was going so good and in in like it was like man you don't want to fuck this up because i'd worked so hard to get to that point and it wasn't like we were just doing it every once in a while it was like doing this night in and night out and uh and it was just a lot of stress and i uh i just hooked high on him i had a nightmare the night before and it got in my head and i if i would have hooked him like i hook everyone he would have went up with ease Mm -hmm. and uh I just, that was, it sucked to have to call the audible just to go to the meat hook and not get him. I just, it always bothered me. And I've always felt bad for him because we did it 10 times after that with ease. And we, and they made sure that luckily they, it was a cool thing. They allowed me another opportunity to, to, to redeem myself. It didn't hurt me at all. People it never hurt anything as far as that whole run, but it, you know, you never want that to happen, but that was my fault. So who's the heaviest guy that you did that to? <sighs> Big Show, I don't know, is Big Show the heaviest, technically? I don't know. Andy's not hard. To, guys that were lighter than him were a lot harder than him, too. He's really good with his body weight, by the way. He's, I can't say, like, he's knows huge human being. He's very good with his body. Mm-hmm. And he's beat the fuck up, and he's still, I, uh, so he, he goes up pretty easy. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who was... Kali was sometimes hard because he was so tall and his legs, he can't jump really. Yeah. So it was like a dead weight thing kind of. And it wasn't, it's just, he can't jump. Like I always equated like, the shocks on the car don't exist. Like <laughs> his shocks, his shocks are gone. So like, but he, I love Kali, but like that, he was always a little hard. Hmm. Um, but ever though, I can't, Mark Henry was always just so big. He's like a tree trunk. So like that was always awkward. Um, but he jumps really, really well too. And stuff. So he's he's super fucking athletic, um, still. So yeah, now nah, those uh, those were the biggest guys though for sure. All right, last question is: I am from I am notorious WWE on Instagram. What's the best workout routine to pack on the most amounts of muscle? I am a big believer that that anything and everything works, and diet is very very important. And that if you go in there and you're doing even if you're doing light and going high reps. If you're eating uh, quality calories and putting an abundance of calories in your diet, you're going to grow. Um, with that being said, I do think there is something to like the five by five routine, where where when you train specifically five sets of five reps or or in that three to five rep range, mm-hmm. where you really really push yourself. But if you're doing that, you have to have proper form, and there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, I, so I always am, if, if you're fairly new to lifting, keeping it in that 10 to 12 rep range, 8 to 10 rep range, where you're still using good enough weight, but your form can be, you make sure you're not sacrificing form. Because once you do that, injuries start kicking in and weightlifting does more damage to people than anything else in this world. So um, if you don't do it properly, I've, been, I've done my fair share of damage to myself. So I've been stealing a lot of workouts from, uh, you ever see Gabe Tuft and his, his company, that whole Body Spartan thing he does yeah yeah he has a lot of cool workout videos i did their shoulder thing today man it was it's tough shit it's great but uh i love that stuff yeah just keep it different 
Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But uh, that's my take on it. I think if you, but definitely, I'm a big believer in switching it up too. And where I go through my three to five rep range, my eight to ten, my ten to twelve, uh, or or I should say fifteen to twenty uh, rep range, where I kind of try to hit different muscle fibers. And um, are you always doing the holds on all of them, or no? I put those in at specifically different. Like I might do my last two sets with holds, like okay, or like my last set of each different exercise. The holds are always. I honestly think. But holds are are harder when you're going with really heavy weight. Sure, it, it, it's because you're you, you know what I mean. You're really pushing yourself. So, but like also, it's that's more of that's more of like a bodybuilding thing. I always feel like the holds work best though with the, that mid rep range where you're going good weight, but mm-hmm. like not super light, but not super heavy. So I, I only learned about holds literally. <laughs> when you said it on the podcast. So now I'm doing yeah. it a lot. I swear it work, to God. I'm telling you it works. It helps with pumps and it helps with just like, just focusing on the muscles you're working and stuff. I think as you get older, you learn, like I used to just pick shit up when I was a kid and like over and over again and like, not really all fucking un- un- indestructible. And, and then you realize like, Oh, I'm human. You got to learn to like do things properly. That's what's kind of driven me to want to do things correctly. And if I could help somebody not make those mistakes, it's worth it. So. All right. Those are the questions we got here. Sweet. What do we? Uh, I know we talked about it uh, talking this week. I, I at the end of the show, guys, I'm going to give my official big guy list, my top ten guys that I want to wrestle this year in 2017. So, Pat Buck, take notes. Yeah, when we get fuck. to that section. Assholes, I have to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody on here is pretty uh, reasonable, doable. Yeah, okay. I think you're actually, this is, a, it's not like you're fucking, by the way, which we got to talk about right now, it's not like your, your roster from last week, all the big names. Yeah, I know. But, uh, which I won 70 to 30, but it, that's a little unfair because I feel like people, you know what I mean? I, I, your roster was notoriously better top to bottom. Yeah, but then I, I, I didn't explore that one problem where I'm not going to have a program. People, Fans are very unsatisfied with the uh, with with the television product. I wanted to do a supplemental draft where we can have a ten through twenty, and I could redeem myself in some areas. But well, uh, maybe we could save that for next week then, if you want. I got to have time to prep for that. Yeah, so t- I can Yeah, you, I know you got that list ready already. Yeah, or if, so. no, but or if we equal it out, where like your next ten, you get to pick from all time. And my next 10 had to be for modern day, just because you picked modern day and I picked... I might need that to get enough big guys on my list. <laughs> That's just true. See, I thought you were going to pick like Warlord, Steiner. Like, I thought that was going to be your Don't list. ruin my fucking... Don't ruin it. <laughs> if that's that. 10 through 20, I got I to gotta have a balance of some of them. And I'm not going to get... I'm not going to go all of them, but I got to... It's going to be a fine balance. It's so funny. Oh, Steiner 100% is going to be on there. Has to be. You know he came back. You know he's wrestling in Impact again. He came back. Wait, somebody. You know what? Somebody said that. I forgot to ask you about that. Yeah, he closed the show out. I think it might. I don't know if it's tonight. How's he look? He's looking. Is he in shape? I've heard he's a little bit thinner now. I mean, dude, he's yeah, what, 56, 55. He's up there, right? I mean, and uh, but he had the leather jacket happen. on and the chainmail. So okay, we'll see how. I have to. I have to. I'm gonna that. Probably. I will check that out on YouTube then. I was a big Scott Steiner fan growing up. I don't know if you know that or not. I'm, I, I could, I could tell. I mean, uh, I would think well, so. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Be? I think a lot. 
I think a lot of people were. I thought he had a. I thought he had a really good following for a long time. I loved Still when does. he was with the Steiner brothers. I mean, I was as yeah, a kid. Man, the dude was unbelievable. The first move I think that like made me go like, "Holy shit!" was a Frankenstein. And I think I liked it because they were brothers, and like I had a younger brother, and uh, I don't know. I just they, they I love looked Scott. like they could win a real fight. They that's true. They look like which badasses. they could. Which they yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I loved... Dude, do you remember seeing him do the fucking fallaway slam with the backflip? Holy shit. I don't think a lot like, of people know that. Has anybody else ever fucking done this? Dan I was Barry, thinking about the, independent wrestler, does one off the, the middle rope. But I mean, standing in the, the ground, ring... From the ground, though, and doing it in the ring with a guy's body weight. Holding like Ron Simmons or Butch yeah, Reed. Yeah. Not small fucking guy. Like, like, like heavy guys. Yeah, like 260-pound guys. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Badass. <laughs> and I've used Scott. We need, maybe to book, f- we need to book that when I'm healthy eventually. That would be fun. Yeah, no one's done it yet. Actually, Dave Penzer called me because he's like, oh, I want to do this match. And I never heard back from him. But uh, not for Impact, for, for I think Goldberg's promotion. But I guess he got busy. Uh, <laughs> Wait, the, Goldberg has a promotion? He Okay, he's associated with a promotion called Legends of of the of the ring or legends of wrestling and like he's always the main guy they use he doesn't wrestle on the car he'll do like he'll do like a spear on it or some shit like that maybe he will again i have a feeling (laughs) me steiner he spears me steiner beats me that's (laughs) fuck i already see this coming god damn it book me i'll do it (laughs) um (laughs) and i've used scott maybe four or five times it's always fucking interesting and pretty scary at the same time but uh, really, okay. Well, here's one. I don't know if I told you this. So, the no, last... I love you. I, I've been watching a lot of Scott Steiner shoots. So, so he came into Starland Ballroom when I was when I had my old company, and uh, he he's like, okay, I just landed. He always got to fly in the night before. He's from Atlanta, and uh, I'm like, do you need a ride? So he's very self sufficient. He never needs a ride. He always has a. I button. feel like we, we probably would get along fairly well. And he always goes to the gym, and he always or there'd be massive big guy heat and just fucking. Let me eat my food. That and that's actually no. We I have a couple times sent a ride for him, and he, he needs to go to the gym, and he's like, I need to get to IHOP, and he needs to like eat. That's one of my places on the road too. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's only I'm pretty sure that's everybody's. Yeah, but and uh, but one time at Starland, I gave him the wrong address, so he's with his buddy who picked him up. I hope he beat the shit out of you for that. So here's the thing, man. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, Pat, where's this show? I'm like, here's the address, and then he's like. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's texting me. He's like, I can't find this fucking place. I can't find it. I'm like, Scott, Starland Ballroom. It's in the middle of nowhere, but it, like, it's a big lit up sign. Are you on this road? I'm on this road. I can't fucking find it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and he's being like, he's just, he's just frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. So then I realized I was like, oh fuck. I gave him the wrong address. I'm like, and I'm like, now I got to tell him now, like, Scott, I've been giving you the wrong address for the last like hour and a half. (laughs) Oh man. So like, I'm like, Scott, I'm sorry. This is uh, this is the correct address. And he's like, what the fuck? Uh, He's like, what the fuck do you think I am? A hot air balloon pilot. Give me the fucking coordinate. Can you give me the coordinates? I need, I need the temperature too. And he just keeps going. And then he got oh. there and he's like, he's like, oh, it's pretty funny what I text you, right? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's funny. Oh, then he goes to his locker room, right? You're um, just sitting in the back fucking sweating, waiting for him to get there. Yeah, he's not a guy like you want to fuck with, really. Like, he's pretty intimidating. So he always does a meet and greet for me and he's always cool with fans. 
uh, and he always does pretty well and people want to meet him. He's always like friendly and his meet and greet was in the middle of the ring. So I had him and, okay. and, uh, I think I had him and maybe buff or someone and, okay. uh, and I go, yeah, you know, the meet and greets right out there whenever you're ready, you know? And he's like, wait a minute, the meet and greets in the middle of the ring. I'm like, yeah. He's like, Oh, you got to tell me this shit next time. I'm, I'm like, Oh, sorry. Like I, the table's really? set up. He's like, you got to fucking tell me this next time. I'm like, do you want me to move it? He's like, no, but you got to tell me this shit next time. I'm like, okay, sorry, Scott does the meet and greet. Everything's fine. And then All he's, right. he's match number four. So I'm like, okay, I assume he has plenty of time. Cause the show kind of ran long. I was like, that's hey. one thing with the independence that was new to me was the, from the signing times to like when you're on, mm-hmm. it's not sometimes a lot like, you're guys that are from TV. You're used to having to get ready and you know, when the show is going to be, there's not signings. Signings change everything. And like, I like to warm up and that was the hardest part for me that I now since understand, I I usually will stretch really good before the signing so that I can just do a quick warm up and get ready. And it's just a different atmosphere, but go ahead. Yeah. So I said, Scott, but a lot of guys too, at the same time, a lot of these, people want to be out uh before intermission like a lot of like the you know a guy like he never requested that but i've had that before like hey can you just put me on before intermission i want to take off and if it's certain people i'll be like cool if it's if it's not like you know a lot of the guys like brett or steamboat like hey can you put me on first or second to to a promo and i'll leave but some guys do want to wrestle before intermission so okay um i'm like scott you're right before intermission is that cool yeah absolutely that's great and i go so you got about really about i don't know an hour or so to your match Cool. Okay. First match goes on. I'm like, is Scott out of the dressing room? No, not yet. Okay. Second match finishes. Now, the show's even running long, and it's right about to be his match. He All hasn't right. he hasn't talked to his opponent yet, uh, and he's not out of the dressing room. And I keep walking by, like, hey Scott, just letting you know, you know, match is like kind of coming up. Okay, yeah, no problem. And he doesn't come out. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I was like, I got to switch his match. I'm not going to play his music. I go, it'll be intermission. Scott will be two after that. And I switch it. And then like literally right before intermission, he comes walking out. Uh, no, after intermission, he comes walking out. I'm like, he's like, oh, he's like, I thought I was up now. I'm like, no, 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 you're up next. I kind of like trick him a little bit. And then okay. it was, and it's fine. But he worked his fucking ass off. All every, right. every time I've ever had him, he deliver like he literally works as hard as he can. Every like curses out the crowd, calls everyone pieces of shit, and fat motherfuckers, and like yeah, he does. Not, I love that. Yeah, literally does like goes crazy, but he works his ass off, and I I highly recommend. Every time I had him in, oh funny story after that. So whatever he leaves, he, he goes. I get a text at two in the morning. He goes Pat, and I was up, and I was like, yeah, everything okay? He goes, I just want to let you know, I really like this hotel room. Thank you, and that was it. So, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's pretty funny. Good old Scotty. I wonder what was going on in there. No idea. But but I was I was like, ah oh, fuck, what does he want? Something went wrong. He's like, I just love this hotel room. I just wanted to thank you. <laughs> no, a nice hotel room goes a long ways because it's it's very important. You don't when you're on the road, man, you want to feel good. You don't want to be like in a fucking shitty we've we had a few shitty hotels during Nexus, I remember. One, like, none of us took our socks off and, like, <laughs> walking around. I remember just being, like, it was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we were trying to save money, and, like, it was, like, a one-star hotel or motel, and, like, 
It was bad, man. I, and I learned early on: you invest in a nice hotel, or get a good get a good bed, and you know. Did I ever tell you the story with Nasty Boys in the hotel? No. So I've used the Nasty Boys maybe once or twice. This is a fucking legendary trick. So I booked a a, a show and we used the Ramada, and it wasn't a nice Ramada, man. It was it was it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. It was like one step above like a motel. So yep. like maybe like one step above a super eight, but like that was really one of the only properties nearby the show. So nasty boys check in and they come to the show and they go, you know, Brian Ob's is like, look, I don't want to complain it, man. He's like, that hotel is terrible, dude. He's like, look, I don't want to cost you money. He's like, we'll, we have points somewhere. If you got, just give us like 50 bucks. We'll find a different room. Uh, like see if you can put someone else in that room, get your money back, whatever. Yeah. Like, we just really can't stay there. So I'm like, I'm like, no, I understand. It's not that good of a hotel. I gave him 50 bucks. Later that night, one of the guys on the show, one of my indie guys, I don't know who it was, didn't have a room. So I went, oh, you can use their room. It's not that nice. Like, we don't give a shit. We need a place to stay. Yeah. Ta- and I had I had one of Brian Knobs' keys. So I pass it off. They get to the hotel and they go, Pat, Knobs and Sags are sleeping in the fucking room. They just did a fucking total scam to get the money. They were fucking passed out. They used it anyway. Oh, that was their beer money. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, they got me. They won. You know what? I'm I'm okay with this. Lesson learned. Holy shit, that's pretty fucking funny, actually. <laughs> they walk into the fucking thing. They walk and in just... and nah, just, they're just sleeping in bed like little angels, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pat, I thought you said they're not staying here. We just walked into their room. <laughs> Or they didn't even get drunk. They just got the money and just went and fell, had a nice dinner and fell asleep. And man, so funny, yeah. That's pretty. You've you've learned the the hard way, man. I've been trained in the dark arts of, of you are. Of, that's why you. That's why you were my guy. <laughs> you are. You have been through it all. You want to get to what did uh, we were gonna do before we get to my official uh, big guy list? My top ten for 2017 of guys I want to wrestle. I think we did a little list also for this week for top moves I hate the most. Did you yes. also participate in that? Well, we like to do segments on the show. And look, uh, my, my court record's not too good right now with defending clients for a big guy court. But if you want to be represented, I'll still take your case. But we wanted to change it up this week. We did the draft. So I was trying to think of things, people like lists or, or just opinions. on That's, that's why you guys listen to this show is really opinions and good stories and having fun. But uh, For all the shoots. <laughs> for uh, for all the dirt, but we wanted to put a perspective on things because we're always we all have our t- we may argue on this one I don't fucking know but moves that annoy us that we see you have ten or five I have five I did, I did my top five on okay this. so do you want to start us off this week or because it's my show I get to go number one uh, I guess I guess you're going first I'm just well, you know I'm a generous I'm a generous host you let me go first last week I I would like you to start this off so I know what I'm going against. Okay, now the criteria for moves, when we say annoy, it could be don't like or dangerous. We have to have a reason, I think right? It could, it could be anything, I think, yeah, anything that we don't like, essentially, with a wrestling match. And it, it could be a specific move, or it could be how you react to a move. It, I think anything to do with wrestling, essentially. But we'll give but, a reason. But, yeah, yeah. So, for number one on my list, top one would be... Any match that has either the old two or three clotheslines for a comeback into something. That's always All a, right. You know, I just feel like that, it's yeah. a go-to if you're 
a cruiserweight all the way up to a heavyweight that the hey it's time for my comeback i have to do clothesline clothesline whatever move comes next and i just think you could replace that with you don't have to have a bump and feed comeback but i understand most people do that's just a thing but can you change it out for anything a you know a, a punch a drop kick a benoit glam yeah. a, whatever it is like it just it annoys me I agree. They, like a guy like Orton's done it now. He's like the one guy that does it. That's his comeback. Yeah, is part of like, and he does two, three, or four of them sometimes, and it's cool because that's what he does. Like, but other like I remember being in developmental, and like that was always a thing, guys. That we I and plus when I got up there, my meat hook was one of my moves, mm-hmm. so I had I couldn't throw. Can't do like, that. Big show with the punch. I could. I stopped throwing clotheslines, so which is a good thing. I got out of that habit really quick. I think a lot of guys when they start in wrestling, clotheslines are just a go-to. I would I love. Think to, we're now. I would love to know. That sorry, sorry. Uh, I'd love to know when did a bump and feed for a comeback really become the norm for WWE? I don't know what year that was. You know, because you don't see it in a lot of. Like you actually, if you watch old HBK matches, he would bump and feed as a heel and as a babyface for like yeah. Sid and stuff like that. Uh, but I wonder, like, when it became. Like, I was like watching. that official comeback, like it, yeah, it started. I, yeah, I don't know either. Davy Boy would do a uh, couple, like a flurry of offense, but it wasn't like a bump and feed type thing in like '92. But I don't know. I really don't know. I'm. That's interesting. We're gonna have to uh, to check that out and uh, find that out. The that, that's that's a really good point. I never thought about that. It's like so common now, you know. Yeah, you just that's what happens. Here we go, bump bump. My. Number my one. number one uh, thing that I have for number one, or you start with number five or number one, by the way. You know, and this one, I don't think it matters unless you have a genuine hatred I, for the last one. Yeah, I mean, I so for this one, I really, I, I any version of the pile driver, I fucking hate. Really? I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's not, it's fake dropping a guy on his head, and I think the risks are just so high. That it's in, in that it's not worth it at have, all. Have you and taken I, I, pile drivers before? I haven't. I'll never no. take one. Never take I'll one. Ne- I won't even. I'll never. I and I never will. I just. I think it's after having the the nerve stuff in the neck from being dropped with by somebody on my head. It won't ever. Like it's once those nerves get compressed, compressed like that, and seeing Daniel Bryan and <laughs> other guys. And how bad that fucks with you and, and seeing other guys lose like and I lost strength in my left arm for quite a while for like a year and just had to work through it and like I got it back by doing neck traction every yeah. day. It's like I don't think guys understand the severity of if you get dropped on your head just with the slightest amount of pressure. It just takes it just takes a quarter quarter of a of a quarter of an inch. And like you're fucked. And like it's just not I think there's a, a million other bumps you could take that Especially nowadays, guys kick out of it anyways. Mm-hmm. They don't even guys no sell it sometimes. Like it's wrestling has gotten so out of hand by guys that don't know what they're doing. So like fuck it, I hate it. You know it's weird because like I agree with everything you're saying, but in a weird way. Like, okay, I I disagree with. Um, I truly wonder outside of I know someone got hurt this year taking a pile driver on the ring apron, which was yeah. a total thing, but I. Outside of that, okay, most of so many are, guys are doing them though. Too, it's not like a guy that really, really is skilled at a professional level that knows. And there's certain guys that know how to do it, and they're they're they practiced it and have honed it. Yeah. Even then, you're still you're still dealing with it. it the, the the that one move, the risk 
for air is is so you know great in my mind that even if you're off just a slight bit, the the repercussions will last a lifetime, and it's not worth it. See, I feel like that's just my opinion. No, I I agree with that. However, I I still actually do pile drivers, um, or the the basic the regular pile driver. Um, I've yet to maybe I'm wrong with it. Maybe fans can get on me for this. I don't know of anyone who's gotten really badly hurt off a regular pile driver outside of the BJ Whitmer incident that happened this year with a guy on the apron. Um, but so I'm, what was that? He did a pile driver on the apron. Yeah, I think it was Mike Bennett gave him a pile driver, and it was just such a you know. Then again, who's to say it wasn't okay? My ring is padded very well, but. Okay. Even for the parts that hang off on the ends, it's really hard. You never know what you're going to get as far as cushioning and exposure. Like I know WWE is constantly saying it's the hardest part of the ring. That is kind of true, but even more so if the padding doesn't hang over appropriately or sometimes it shifts, not for WWE rings, but for indie rings, you could really fuck someone up. So, Yep, absolutely. um, I don't mind. And you're kicking out from it, so it's like just pick another move. Oh, I beat people with my pile driver. Actually, maybe not. I Cody kicked out of it. Uh, I go back and look, and every guy kicks out of it. For but me. the Rikishi driver and the like, the tombstone, and also here's my crazy point. But I don't mind actually taking them. It depends how big the guy is. If he has big like thighs, I yeah. swear to God, it makes a difference. Then like, you know, I wouldn't want to give someone a fucking Rikishi driver. I I took like two or three this year, but it was all from very stout individuals that had very big legs where my head yeah. doesn't hit the floor. I agree with you though. Like I totally get it. I think it's, I just think individual. there's another, there's, there's plenty of other moves where you could just quit dropping guys on their head. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, there's the, it does not, people don't give those fans aren't going to be there for you when you can't fucking walk someday. Like it's, you gotta, I just don't think it's worth it. I think there's, there's a lot of other moves that are a lot safer, even though everything tears up your body in there. But like, it does. I don't, I don't think people understand that when you drop, with force coming down and with your head and the spine and the nerves, nerves are something that a lot of people don't understand. It just takes fucking pinching one of those things fucking slightly. And, uh, you're, you're in for a whole host of problems. Yeah. So, but they don't get that guys don't, and it's not going to make or break you doing a pile driver. So no, it's that's not just my opinion. But. And I think too, but I think tombstones and, and Steiner screwdrivers and Rikishi things are, I think are more substantially more dangerous than a regular person. Oh, yeah. Any, I'd say in every version, but like, yeah, all those are ex- significantly even more dangerous mm-hmm. where the, the room for air is even less. And it's just like, what? what's the why? Life is, is more important to me. So I'm uh, not a fan of those. Okay. Uh, my next one is a kick up. Now, I actually love taking backdrops. It's it's one of my favorite moves to take. Yeah. Um, I've always not a lot for some reason a lot of guys freak out when they take backdrops for some reason I I enjoy I like taking those yeah I do too really Moth I had given me one of my first that's right yeah it was really that's right it was that was good Um, some guys freak the fuck out taking them but I hate the old kick up when a guy goes for a backdrop because ninety five percent of the time they didn't go for a backdrop so non trained wrestling fans obviously watch someone shoot a guy off and then bend over because it's just a transition to the next move and a guy just boots him up. And like, I just always, there's a that. way to do that where you can actually go for the backdrop. You got to time it really, really well where you just, but you're bending over as he kicks you and you got to know to come up. Like it's where you make it look like we're rather than just bend over and stand there bending over. Mm-hmm. There, there's a way to do that. That's talent. That's like little things like that make a big difference. Sure. That, 
That's yeah. I'm I agree with you on that. That's no uh, argument for me on that. My number two is uh, the no selling of German suplexes. Fucking infuriates me. I think that is uh, one of okay. the most abused things in independent wrestling today. Just watching guys no sell German suplexes. I Explain think. that, like, like I mean, because I mean, what like the way like a Benoit angle would do like three in a row or something totally different? No, no, just the guys. And like, so oh, just get up and shake the, it off. Yeah, shake it off, and then German the other guy, and he shakes it off, and like you'll see, they'll do ten or twelve in a row. Oh, okay. And sh- like, and what guys are doing today is just adding more bumps into the product and not paying them off, and then. What, then all of a sudden after 12 of them, you both pass out? Like, fuck you. Learn to sell one of them the right way. Seriously. No, okay, it's, I get it. You're throwing out the, the origins of pro wrestling because you think you have fucking better ideas when you don't. Like, I think it's, I think it's a lack of the guy's minds today. You can learn every move in the book, but you're throwing out psychology and, like, you're getting dropped on your fucking head. Sell it. That's my... And, and they no-sell it, and they're not like... They're not, it's not like they're selling it and going back. They're no-selling it, like... And you said, all, a, you said a good point, too, because, like, if people keep, go, keep going in that direction, especially in the independents, where the fuck are we going to be, like, three, four years from now? That's what I was saying about Cena using a helicopter to AA a guy eventually. Like, yeah. And it, you, guys are, you guys are killing wrestling for wrestlers. And you guys, because WWE will whore and expose it if that's what you're giving people. And they will use you and abuse you, then throw you out, and your career will be shorter, and you guys are ruining wrestling. So fuck you. I actually think there's someone else's fault to blame for that, but agreeing with that mindset because I look. Yeah, that, that, they're they're making that. Yeah, I agree with you too on that. No, but like I like I agree with, you know, I'll do silly stuff in, in a lot of my matches. Nothing too, nothing. Not talking, it, yeah, it's cool to do all the crazy. I like to fucking bust my ass, but like yeah. when you start and there's a time and a place to no sell something with the right guys in the right situation, but fucking 100 and something pound guys doing it every fucking. Fucking from beginning to end a match of a match, I just don't learn to wrestle. <laughs> uh, I actually think it's uh, partly in fault for people doing that. They're impressing these more demanding crowds. If a promoter did his job appropriately and figured out ways to get people into the building, you yep. wouldn't have that high demand because you would have a fucking a lot more family and kids. Like if I had a, if I had yeah. you know a fucking thousand family people there i would take that a million times over having a thousand you know two sweets and that's just me because at least yeah, i know yeah. i mean uh, and i've wrestled in front of both and i like both but it's just more of a i want to be able to do this for the next fucking 30 years of my life yep and you should be able to so but i think it's a lack of the mindset of the guys uh but i just hate that and i think that people more people need to give a fuck about that because did you did you ever see Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Bret Hart and Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels doing that? Well, you brought up a good point too. Working like watching like a Benoit versus Eddie match, two guys if they wrestled each other today, like I remember their vengeance match. I love watching that match. Yeah, and uh, if anyone saw on the planet, we'd all be mystified, even to the today's standards. So it's like, what were they doing so right, and why is the in ring style they, gotten so they, away from they, that? They, they were aggressive looking guys that looked like they could win a real fight and they were believable in everything that they did and they sold it appropriately. And they did cool people, shit too. People make believing that they're fighters and wrestlers. And they did, they had, they, they did, did the basic stuff. beyond well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something a lot of people lack today because they think everything is just learning spots and moves. I agree. I just think it's, that's my fucking take on it. 
Uh, was it my turn or your turn? It's your turn now, I believe. <clears throat> uh, maybe I, when it's a weird thing, but uh, when you DDT a guy or or lariat a guy and the guy takes a really awesome bump, just because I feel like if I do that, I tell my guy like, hey, try not to do this cool headstand bump. Not just out of fear of injury, because when fans watch, going with this. fans yeah. watch that they go, "Oh, look at the cool bump that guy just took." Instead of, "Yep, you know, the and move it, being delivered." It's a mental checkout. I just, I don't know. I was, I remember that was something that was, uh, and it, it, that's kind of a flavor of ice cream deal. But okay. I remember, I always, I always told guys on the meat hook, just take a regular bump. One because I drove down with it, and if you try to do a flip, you're gonna you get land on your head because I'm driving down with it. The but I always remember Rob Conway, I think, told you. He told me that, that, yeah. And that was something I learned early on because you're letting the guy outshine your move because it's a basic move. I would rather them do, deliver a high-impact move and let the impact get the pop and not the guy trying to do a move on it. Mm-hmm. And I would always tell – I always was conscious of that. That's a great fucking piece of advice. What do you got? Number three. This one, I think you will agree with this. So say a guy, a guy takes a huge bump on a near fall – and the other guy goes to the top rope, and the guy that just took that big bump is back on his feet instantly on the top rope fighting. Where, like, I see this time after time where guys, they, they'll do a bunch of shit, and guy takes a big bump, and then the guy gets a near fall, and he goes, he flies up to the top, and there's no time wasted. The guy literally just no sells it, hops right up, and goes to the top rope, and they start fighting like nothing happened. Okay. I fucking, I hate that. I think that's just a lack of creativity of finding a way to naturally get to the next spot. With the guy selling still, okay, and, and uh, it's just it, I've seen it time and time again, and it's from top to bottom. I just one of those things that always, and sometimes with time restrictions, and especially for like WWE, and when time gets cut, and you're out there, sometimes you do you you got to kind of work with what you're given. But like mm-hmm. for the most part, I've seen it though in other situations. It's like, come on, that's just my own personal hmm. preference. I don't know if I ever really noticed that. I'm trying to think, watch matches, you'll notice it more. Okay, yeah. Uh, my next one is just a personal thing. Uh, just like you with the pile drivers, I feel really weird taking any move where you're going into the corner. Um, like, uh, a lot, that's like the current thing. I'm amazed no one's fucking died yet or landed on that, that angle. Oh yeah. Like taking an exploder into the corner, taking a Northern lights in the corner, taking some, I'm, I've taken a vertical suplex in the corner cause I can control that bump. But like, there's other you're ones coming where, down on your head on a lot of those where the momentum of the rope hits the back of your calves and then you're coming down on a sharper angle on your neck and I'm just like is it worth this shit? I don't know. And the ropes fucking hurt like yeah. I don't know. Like those things kind of freak me out a little. That's just a personal thing for me. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a great fucking one in my mind. That's you're not going to get any arguments from me on that one. Uh my number 4 is you might laugh at this but I'm dead serious. Is when like a very a, lo- a little guy or a cruiserweight dives to the outside, taking out six to eight guys or something. <laughs> like, I I just think it's just it reminds you you're watching fake fighting. Huh. When a hundred hundred and twenty pound guy dives over and the whole pile goes down. What if a two hundred What if a two hundred pound, uh, pretty muscular man takes out five or six guys? Is that is that okay? <laughs> I I don't know. I'd have to see it. I'd have to see what was delivered. And like I've seen some pretty ridiculous things. And, uh, or like when they have like use like a, a, a smaller person, mm-hmm. like a midget I've seen with like, and like, and they use them to dive on a pile. It's just like, come on guys. It doesn't, you're reminding them why, like, 
I just I've never, I'm okay with them diving and taking out people, but when you do the huge piles, I think it makes no sense. Okay. Just hate it. That's just a that's pet peeve of the big guys. Uh, my next one, my last one, that just kind of it frightens me because I and I've gotten hurt on almost every time or stunned or whatever it is. Taking brain busters always fucks me up because the guy doesn't have down on your head. You come straight down. It's it's the same jump as a vertical suplex, but the it guy get, it doesn't always get the, a better reaction either. I've yeah, noticed. yeah, and that's the thing. It, it and you could be angled every time I've taken a brain buster. I'm always like, this is gonna fucking suck, and you'll jump for it. And the guy has full control of your body coming down. So, and I've taken, like, dude, I, I may be a hypocrite, but I've taken, like, you know, homicides, whatever, vertebraker, cop killer thing, where I'm upside down on his back and I don't mind tucking my head because I have control and I'm in the air and I know when to go. On a brain buster, you're jumping up and a lot of guys will start going down before you're even parallel with the grounds. So yeah. you're, you're coming down on like an angle against yourself. And I've always jacked or, you get like a stinger in your neck and it just sucks. I don't know. It's not worth it for a fake sport. It's not worth it. And I love it as much as anybody, but it's not worth it. And people, you, you got, you only get one body in this life. So I think that is, uh, I'm telling you fans don't know that like, yeah. Do you think fans are listening right now going, man, what pussies they're not take Like, do you, I wonder if people think that or go, Oh, they have a point or they're like, Oh, but these guys are taking them. So they're so much tougher. I don't know. No, they're just dumber when they're going to be crippled when they're 40. <laughs> and I'll be sitting on millions fucking and happy, like, fuck you. Swimming in like, gold it, gold coins. And, like, and love wrestling as much as anybody. It is just, there's a reason why you don't do that shit. Like, it can, it's fake and it can kill you. Like, you don't do it. Um, it's not like it's just done one time for a huge event. Like, it's people just whoring it out and kicking out of it and fuck. Just stupid. Brain busters, though. I never, I never really thought about. I've never. I don't think I've even taken one of those. Yeah, it's not. You don't see. Seen, you don't see them in WWE. Maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I just think it's not worth it. Um, my final one is is I'm I I, I truly hate the no selling big head shots. Um, like with guys trading forearms and punches. Like I get it. The sport has evolved from the where one punch meant something more so than, than today. But, like, we've all been guilty of it to a certain degree. But, like, I see on some of the independents and stuff, too, like, guys, just no-selling fucking form after form after form or fucking super kick. And I'm just like, No, would you be okay if someone super kicks you and it's a big exaggerated sell, like a register, but it's not a – you don't go down? Are you all right with that as long as it's registered? Yeah. I think so. Here's something that I, I was telling you before that, like, I'll throw in a match occasionally at the right point at the near you're doing some near falls and go for a meat hook and you get super kicked out of it where it fucking stuns you, boom, and I'll, I'll go straight forward. The guy comes back at me for a meat hook where I follow through on the cell and I, I'm dead, mm-hmm. but I, I fall into position covering him because it's I, but I'm not walking around and no selling it, shaking it off, and like it's I'm in full blown cell. Explode through him, but I'm dead on top of him. So you get hit, like, then you hit him, but you're dead from the from the kick. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere, and I'm selling it the entire time. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm not saying there, there's 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 I'm, I'm bring, saying this to bring up a point, and like like guys are just no selling move after move after move after move now, man. Like it's it's bad. I'm watching it from beginning to end. I'm just like, well, what do you what do you tell? You throw shitty fucking punches and forms if you can't knock somebody out. And the guy's not selling it, and like, there's just ways you're you're ruining wrestling for other wrestlers and for the fans hmm. because you're taking away the meaning behind every move. 
what does all these moves mean if the moves mean nothing? Mm -hmm. You got to hit 20 things in a row event. Eventually, the way it's going, you're going to have to do a 20 fucking move combo to get a finish. Like, that's what they're, that's what they're that's doing. That's where it's going. They're, they're ruining wrestling. They don't understand it. They, it's not going to be like, well, five's the happy number, guys. That's what it always should have been. No, you, you learn to fucking sell offense. That's why I think a lot of old school guys have a problem with today's wrestling, and they're absolutely right. The sport can evolve, and, like, and a lot of guys like Seth Rollins is great at it. He knows how to sell moves out there, but he knows he'll know when and where to throw a combo in there yeah. occasionally, and he's brilliant at it. And I, it's why like guys should watch him, like because he knows what he's doing, and like and it's. But when you just start no selling shit, fuck you. I just, I think you ruin wrestling doing that. All right, that's my take. So I think you got a list there of uh, some people you want to fake fight with. Yeah, we've named. We did a little list before on the fly. I think that was in Orlando with old Stu Bennett watching on, uh, judging everything that we said. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to do it like in a, like actually take a little time and think about it and. Who do I want to wrestle this year in 2017? Um, and now that I get the shoulders fixed, this last year's been hell. I told you with my body, like it just been so good to, to be corrected here. And I was like, I want to push myself on the wrestling end. And uh, I don't give a fuck about buzz or anything. I just want to go and I, I want to have fun. And I want to be in the ring with uh, some guys that I've seen on the independents who are, who I think are very talented and uh, would create for some interesting matchups. So number, <clears throat> do you want me to start with, we'll start with number one. And well, inter interesting. Are we, are we only going to see indie guys here? Are there some names of the past? Or are you going to no, mix all, it up? All independent guys right here. Wow. All indie guys. Okay. Yep. This is uh, all, all it is. guys today. Like my promotion, uh, <laughs> except for they're not all big guys because I actually want to be able to wrestle next year too. <laughs> That would be the running joke. You get you get your promotion, then you're miserable because everybody's a big guy. I'm just fucking beat up more than ever. Just fucking, and every, nobody's <laughs> drug tested. But I adhere to the drug. I adhere <laughs> to a clean lifestyle and just can't keep up. Fuck. Uh, and just say fuck it, say? do more steroids and be bigger and badder than everybody. Okay, so it's independent guys. Oh, it's also halfway through the year almost so is this for a full year or six months or i don't know we'll see if we can do it this is for the goal for this year maybe we only if we only get a few of them you know we just carry it over and who's to say where i go or what i do i might be making some big decisions eventually here on the, on sure. the old wrestling future but all right number one is and i've talked about it before kenny omega i think uh okay. i think we we would make a very interesting matchup and uh He's number one, and it's uh, that's. I think it's. I think it's possible to make that happen. So, it is. It probably may be me booking it, but we'll see. <laughs> number two, I mentioned him before too. Zack Saber Jr. Um, I think that would. Uh, I like his wrestling style, and I would. I would like to go in there and wrestle a guy of his caliber. I think that would that would create interest. Number three on the official big guy list, Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know if you were are familiar with him or not. Sure. Number four, I saw this guy actually at a tryout multiple times while I was in WWE. He was eventually signed and brought to NXT and later left. But I thought he was, out of everybody I've ever seen do matches um, from the extras, okay. he always stood out and he wasn't the biggest guy. But his intensity 
was I think I know you're going to say, but go ahead. unparalleled. And Sammy Callahan. Uh, oh, okay. Who did you think I was going to go with? Uh, was was not him. I actually don't want to give this guy credit because the person I thought you had right. a name I don't really like. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I love Sammy though. Sammy yeah. killed it. Sammy always kills it. He's fucking unbelievable. He works very hard. I and I, I and I, he works smart. He yeah. does a lot of like okay. He does crazy shit, but he knows how to kind of tell longer stories. He's he's awesome. Yeah. He never has a bad match. Yep. Number five. We talked about this guy before, but uh. <clears throat> He's my only really, really, I don't know, there's two big guys on this list, but he's the first one. Keith Lee, I think, is uh, a guy that would uh, create a good matchup uh, with the big guy Ryback. And uh, so I think eventually at some point, Ryback versus Keith Lee. Number six, Ricochet. I think he would be uh, a worthy opponent at some point. Number seven, because I know he's a big Ryback fan, and I've met him before in a hotel parking lot. While he was in, I was at a WWE show. He was in town, I think, for an independent show, and that is none other than Ar Fox. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Who is very talented, and I think that would create for a great, great night of wrestling action. Number eight, Trent Beretta. I know is very happy with that. I believe him and Ar Fox are friends. I wanted to put Trent on this, but he's my friend, so I don't count that. I don't sure. There's people I don't know. That's my rules, Trent. We're going to wrestle anyways eventually. We plus we've been trying to wrestle in the Halloween match for FCW. <laughs> Number eight, Jeff Cobb. I think is. Uh, I've seen quite a few of his matchups online, and uh, I like what he brings to the table. So he's he's on the list. Number nine, which is going to be happening very soon for you, John Silver. That's a guy that yep. you're going to make that happen. I don't know why I'm writing this down. Why am I fucking writing this down? Because you're, you're a good agent. That's actually, <laughs> you should be writing this down. I, that's actually really, I wasn't joking when I said take notes, Buck. It's funny. <laughs> Number 10. He may not be like anybody else on this list, but there's, there's he has a name. He has, okay. a, he has a bit of a following and he has a promotion and I want to come kick his ass. Number 10, Grim. Wow. Grim. Grim, you made the big guys list at number 10. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad you put him. That's so funny. I, I feel Are like ready? It's, it's just entertainment while it is wrestling. Grim needs to be on the list. A hell of a list. Top 10. Yeah. You pick a lot of indie darlings. You know? They're all indie darlings. What the fuck am I saying? Every single one of them. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's, I've had the year, everything's in line with the business. Once I get healthy with this shoulder here, I could uh I will be I'm I I'm really looking forward to this. So and then uh, those two sweeters will fucking come around to the big guy. To what? The two sweeters. Two which, sweeters. What's okay. your, have you noticed that now people are doing that on two counts? Holy shit, dude. I every time I hear it, it's like I don't know, man, that's a tough one. I, I hate that more than the what chant, I think. The 10 counts, too, with the 10. They, they've taken over. They want to ruin the wrestling show. Like, rather than yeah. just, like, they think it's just sucks. And, like, they, they, they do what they want to do, so. Yeah. But I just think it's, 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 it's one thing to do it occasionally to, like, you know what I mean? But to try to do it on everything, to try to. Fuck, Every single thing. To yeah. ruin the show, I think, is not. not well, over. you know what it is? Is that, is that the people are the most exposure or the most over at the time. 
you know, they may even forget to do it. They may not. This will probably last for a while, the whole too sweet thing. But like what, every wrestler during the two sweet showing how big of a fucking mark they are. <laughs> the, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a fucking crap. mark. Yeah. I too sweet. And then, uh, but I think that the people show me, they say I rip off Goldberg, but they're not, they don't give shit for all these guys that just rip off the NWO and fucking all the other, like it's fuck them. Never thought maybe it's a, it's a physical thing. I don't know. I never thought about that. Yeah. You're right. Everything's borrowed, but you got to. Told you, you should have grown that hair back. That wouldn't even have made wouldn't. a difference. And I, and I, I, I prefer <laughs> being bald, so. <laughs> that's it for me this week, though. I think that's a solid uh, solid list. Do you have any plugs you want to get in before we uh, close? Yeah, Russell, WrestleProOnline.com, CreativeProWrestling.com. we got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, thank you to Eddie, who edits this great podcast. And you can follow me on all platforms at Buck Never Stops. I'm at Ryback22 on Twitter, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat. Check out feedmemore.com, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th. 